1: you're listening to the zinger nation power hour where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas for the best experience and most up-to-date information tune in live on the benzinga youtube channel weekdays at noon thanks and enjoy the show let's
2: get Top discipline investor. We have Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash.
3: Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingslea the CEO of Acurna, the best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's up everybody? Happy Tuesday. That's right, it is Tuesday. Taco Tuesday for some of you in my household. It's not Taco Tuesday, but but that's a change I might be looking to make. Just like some portfolio changes. How, how's that for, uh, for a quick off the top start? And of course, I don't need to tell you this, but I, I'm going to anyway. Let's share the screen here. We are ripping today. We are running to the bank. Check it out. NASDAQ up almost 4%. I don't remember the last time that we had a 4% NASDAQ day. It's It's been a little bit. There it is. There we go. All right. Uh, almost 4% on NASDAQ. SPY, 2% on, on the S&Ps. We are cruising. We are within striking distance of those all-time highs. ATH. So let's do a, a quick little math check. So 394 is the all-time high on SPY. We're at 389, so we're five points away. That's 1.3%. So if if that's not striking distance, I don't know what is, but what's up everybody, welcome. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Another another power hour we are bringing you guys. Uh, I'm going to get us kicked off with a little bit of a preview. And of course, I'm going to remind everybody what the point of the show today is, which is we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. The reason we're spending these hour, two hours together every single day is because we want to, to bring ideas, right? I'm going to bring some ideas. Jason's going to bring some ideas. Uh, and most importantly, trades are going to come out of Zinger Nation. Zinger Nation, that's all of you out there in the chat hanging out with us every single day. Put in what you're trading. Let's see the stocks that you're looking at today. Let, let's get those ideas going, guys. Um stocks on my radar today uh GME, Voyager, Neo where we want to do all of those. Uh I want to do a lesson on PE Pro- producer AB said, "Hey, let's talk about PE ratio today." So so we'll hit some PE ratio, not PE private equity, but hey, if people want to do that, we can do that too. Uh 12:30 our first guest of the day is joining us. Uh Jason Karen from Blaze Capital. One o'clock, QuiverQuant's coming on. We're going to be talking about trading with uh, uh, some some less typical indicators, right? So if we're going to do a PE lesson, that's probably the most typical indicator. Uh, and then if we're moving on to uh, to QuiverQuant, we're going to do some of the the least typical indicators. So that'll be exciting. Uh, and then one thirty, Robert Roy, Wealth Builders HQ, favorite of the chat, joins us every single week. Last week, people are saying you, you need to have Robert on more. Guys, he's here every week, every Tuesday. He 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 joins us. He hangs out. He's gonna be getting the ideas going. He's gonna be talking us through them, uh, etc. But all right, I've I, I got to do a little bit of a brag to to kick things off today. I threw out two ideas yesterday. Two. Uh, uh, the first one I said, I said the Bitcoin stocks, it's sort of hard to brag about your ideas when, when the market is up like it is today, but whatever, you know, we need to warm it up and let the group build a little bit, but I threw out two ideas yesterday. First one on, on Bitcoin stocks, I said, Bitcoin is reaching all time highs. These stocks are still caught in a sell-off. So there might be a little bit of an arbitrage there. It's one we've actually been talking about for, since last week, Riot blockchain 35% today. That. 28% VYGVF, the, their Canadian ticker is so hard. Another 6.7 out of Voyager. And, and we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive on Voyager in a few moments here. Uh, and let me, let's see. All right. In the chat, I said, drop, drop in the tickers. You're looking at today. We're going to have some time. We'll, we'll have time to, to grab some tickers. Um, so, so, so drop the tickers in the chat there. Um, I, I want to see what everybody's looking at. We'll, we'll, we'll pull some fan favorites, but of course, but let, let's start it off with GameStop GME holding the line. Let's see where we're at another 25% in GameStop here. There we go. Now there's a bigger chart for us. Uh, this is a two day move that we're looking at right now. So so we're, we rip from from 140 up to 240 on the stock, and this chart looks so beautiful. In, in the past, what what we've seen with 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 this stock, as as we've seen, like it hits 10 a.m. and we just go sideways in in GameStop, right? It it's like uh you know we do all the crazy trading activity early early in the morning. We, we, we hit that early window, and it goes sideways. And, and I'm telling you guys, I've been saying this for a month now, ever since we had our first GameStop craziness. Maybe it was two months ago at this point. Yeah, wow, two months ago already. Um, But but check this out. It came true again this morning. I'm telling you guys, it's like that 6 a.m. window is when the stock makes crazy moves. We, we, we did break above that high, but check this out. This is at probably 5, 6 a.m., here in GameStop, no, even earlier, 5 a.m., yeah, is when this stock ripped again. If, if we look back historically, um, it's oftentimes these these early mornings. We didn't get it on, on Monday, but a lot of times, more often than not, it's really early in the morning. This thing really gets going. Today, we're, we're changing the pace up a little bit. Intraday, the stock is continuing to, to move higher. And, yeah, that is a beautiful, beautiful chart there. I'm curious. Let, let's throw it out to, to the chat. Uh, if you are in GameStop right now, you're in the GME, throw me the one in the chat. If not, throw me the two. I'm curious where everybody's at. We, we will do an update on our chat challenge today, chat challenge. That's where, where we're going head to head. We're trying to figure out who is the best stock picker in the chat. Um, uh, we, we did get a handful of people who put in GameStop as, as it will be the best performing stock of the week. Those people are spot on so far and we have a lot of twos. We, 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 we've we got a couple ones. We've got a couple GameStop Bulls. Shout out SPAC Broker and Lucas in the chat. All right, Lucas, a little bit of my namesake there. Uh, they are the only two GameStop Bulls. Everybody else is on the, the sidelines there. So... All right. We we got a little bit of GameStop love. And shout out BW saying our SPAC show was great, guys. If 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 you don't watch our SPAC show, you're missing out. I mean, we we all know SPACs have been been some of the hottest vehicles around. Chris catchy, Mitch Hotch, running that one from, from 11 to 12 Eastern every single day. Um, but all right, there, there's the move on GameStop. We're we're reapproaching these highs of the day here. Here, I'm gonna zoom us in. Here's a two day chart, one minute candles again. Um we, we, we got stopped now one, two, three times uh, at around 244, 245 in this stock. It's, it's sitting right there. But, again, this chart is beautiful. Look at that, that nice uh, nice upward trend there. So, so, so there's the move on GameStop. Uh, other stocks to talk about. Um, okay, so, so I, I did a little bit of a brag on, on one of the two ideas I threw out yesterday. One of them was the Bitcoin stocks, and they are ripping. The other one, the Chinese stocks, are going uh today oh there we go we need another a uh we look at our babas we look at our our jd.com um all of these chinese stocks that they they sold off yesterday and and they they are finally moving back up today but basically the reason for the sell-off in the chinese names yesterday was was they had the the same thing that happened to us last week happened to china on monday um and and basically what what the deal was was uh uh, they got scared about the tech stock all got hammered, right? They said there's going to be inflation, interest rates are going up, and and they dumped all their tech stocks, turned it around today, and and all of China's ripping FXI, Foxtrot X-Ray India. That that is the ETF that that tracks the Chinese stocks. I, I don't own... Really, any of them outright, but I do have a pretty big chunk of XFXI uh, in the portfolio. And let me ask you guys this w- Would it be helpful to go through ETFs one day? So 70% of the portfolio that I own um is etfs you know it's, it's a combination of spy small caps europe japan etc it's like a really well-rounded basket of how do we get exposure more or less to to global equity markets and then it's that last 30 percent is really what we talk about on the show and and we make trades and we do some swing trading and some individual stock picking and that sort of thing so so if that'd be helpful to hit me the one in the chat if not hit me the two um I don't know. I I I think it's a good thing to do because it's sort of like responsible and mature, um, but it's definitely less exciting. <laughs> so so maybe we'll get to that. All right, and and then we have to talk about Neo ticker N I O November India Oscar Neo right there. Uh, not working out for us guys. Here, let's let's zoom this one out. All right, so so here here's your one month chart on Neo right ugly, ugly chart. Uh, we, we got asked about it. Yeah, I'll just take you guys through what happened. So, so we got asked about it yesterday. And the, the, the question was, you know, should, should we get into Neo? My, my response was the chart is ugly. Wait to see some sort of a turnaround before you pull the trigger because you don't know when the falling knife is going to stop. Uh, and then we were having a slow day on likes, and, and basically the chat made a deal with me. that said, once we get to 150 likes, we're going to take a crack at Neo. Uh, it's it's not working out for us. I will never short a stock like this ever outright. When you short a stock like this, uh, you will get blown up. Yeah, see somebody saying, please tell me you sold the put yesterday. I try to do all my trades on this show here. Let's click if we click over to the live portfolio, right? It's it's ordered best to worst right now. If we go down to worst, I, I bet that it's Neo in there. We might need to get all these stocks to load. Let's see. I thought I saw it. Where's our Neo? Might just be easier to go alphabetical order. a quarter. Neo. 51% that we are down on this. And so if there's any other lesson to take away from this, guys, it's uh uh don't don't succumb to peer pressure. Our spy our spy hedges our spy puts are getting killed today as well. Um, our bank stocks aren't doing great. And I mean overall it's it's tough to have a losing day on a day when spies up two percent, Nasdaq's up four percent, et cetera. So 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 there is the deal there with Neo. Um, and all right, let let's let's keep the conversation going or, or let, let's do a user call let, let's we haven't done a user call yet this week Why don't we get that phone number up there on the screen producer Rohan um, and and, and while, while we're waiting on that let, let's let's keep the conversation going on some of the the Bitcoin stocks I I'm telling you guys Voyager digital um, I'm very bullish on this one still despite the climb so, so I guess before we get into the stock let, let, let's let's look at the chart VYGVf. Um, so here's a one-year chart on, on Voyager, right? A- absolutely insane, monstrous growth in the stock. But let, let, let's look into the numbers and talk about what the company is a little bit. So so I did I did a deep dive this past weekend uh, after we got uh, an, an earnings report out of out of Voyager, we basically went through it through and updated the thesis. So so, in short, what the company is, it's a crypto brokerage, distinctly not an exchange. Um, so so what what that means is is they connect to twelve different exchanges, and and Voyager makes money, when, but when trades happen, right when when users trade. They try to fill that trade at a better price, and they quote the user. So, so if it shows, hey, Bitcoin is fifty five thousand, they fill it for fifty four thousand. You save a hundred bucks. You, you, you split the difference on the money there. That's how Voyager makes makes money. So, so they've got two really important metrics for us to keep track of. The the first one is the number of users who are opening and then funding and accounts. The the second number to keep track of are are the number of trades that those users are making. Um, so so. Let us scroll scroll it in. So so we got January and February revenue results from Voyager. They, they, they put up $29 million of revenue in, in the first two months of the quarter. Our initial estimate is that they were gonna do 40 million of revenue. They did 29 in two months. That's up from three and a half million in all of Q4. So obviously monstrous growth there. Um and, and then Again, right? We're not going to make money by by knowing what already happened, but 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 what's what's interesting? Let's see trade update. There we go. So so we know through the first half of February they were averaging sixty seven thousand trades per day, and in the second half of February they were averaging seventy thousand trades per day. So so that number increased. And let me tell you why that's especially important. Let, let's pull up a price of Bitcoin here. Um, I'm just gonna grab a quick Google chart. So check this out: the first half of February, right? We the price of Bitcoin was exploding. Okay, when, when, when Bitcoin cracked in price and made that run down from 57 to what the, the, somewhere in the 40s, got down to 45, that's when I was worried for this stock. Because again, Voyager makes more money when the number of trades that they're filling increases. That, that's how it goes. So I was worried that, that the second half of February, right, this is second half of February right here, uh, Bitcoin's down 20%. Their trade volume is just going to dry up. And it was going to smoke revenue on the stock. But but, but we know because we we can sort of we backed into the numbers because they told us what the average for the full month was, halfway through February. They told us what the average for the first half of February was. And so we can back into the fact that trades actually increased uh, during the second half of February. Despite the price of Bitcoin falling. And the reason that that makes me so bullish on the stock is what's going to happen to that trade volume now that the price of Bitcoin is exploding again, right? We're, we're 20% almost off the highs in the price of Bitcoin here. What is that? So it's 16% off the lows. Um, and so the, their ads have 70,000 more funded accounts. Um the the the, pri- the price of bitcoin is running again and and so that uh, more than anything m- makes me super bullish on the stock um again the the other catalyst that we have on the horizon we have the coinbase ipo now now guess we're guessing that the price of coinbase is going to be worth somewhere from 90 to literally a billion dollar or sorry 90 to 100 billion dollars that's going to be a huge co- co- a headwind Right, Voyager. Right now, it's trading at we we have the multiples in here somewhere. All right, so so Voyager right now is trading at nine times price to sales ratio. Coinbase is getting priced at fifty times price to sales, so that's huge for this stock as well. When that IPO happens, it should lift Voyager along with it. Uh, and the other thing is that the the growth in the stock is insane. Right, they went from three and a half million to to my new estimated target for for revenue for for Q one is fifty one million. So it went from three and a half million to fifty one million revenue over the course of one quarter way faster than Coinbase again Coinbase is trading at 50 times revenue is where the IPO is going to come in whereas this stock is at 9 times revenue um so, so as you're looking at your crypto stocks, and I'll, I'll drop this full link in the chat here so, so you guys can see it. But, but this one continues to remain a favorite of mine, especially as the price of these stocks sold off. Um, you know, while Bitcoin is marching higher. So, anybody who got into these crypto names uh, with, with us yesterday, congratulations! Round of applause. We are making runs um and again this is is my favorite my my best in breed stock uh and and we asked this question at the do we have anybody on the line producer rohan
1: no i was just gonna say like we got 620 people here and not one of you guys wants to call us come on
3: all right so so if you guys want to dial in pitch us an idea give me a break from talking for for an hour straight i will appreciate it also go ahead smash this like button down here let, let's run that like button up um because again we the whole point of this show this is the trade idea show uh if you want to segment how, how our programming works this is it shout out tom nash dungeon luke in the cut not in the dungeon today they let me out but, but maybe i'll go back into the dungeon at some point we got it we got a call all right let, let's throw him on
1: oh it says call failed that was all disappointing. right call
3: failed um oh wait
1: looks like someone's on
3: okay hello Hello? We have no audio, Rohan.
1: All right, all right. Keep going. We'll wait for another call. All
3: right. So, 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 so we threw this one out we, we, but before everybody came in uh, over from the SPAC show. I want to ask the question again. Obviously, headline of the day, uh, stock of, of the week. Uh, let's pull it up here on the chart. Ticker, GME, GameStop. Again, dominating headlines. It's still still not up to those all-time highs, but here. Here's a one-month chart. Beautiful chart that we have. I want to throw this out there to Zinger Nation, all of you out there in the community. If you guys like, are holding GameStop right now, anybody who's col- currently in the stock, smash the one for me. Uh, anybody, if, if you're not in it, throw the two. I want to get a sense of, of where everybody is at. Tom Nash saying he smashed the like button for us. There we go uh and, and Rohan people are saying that they're calling the number but it's it's unavailable so all so, right. so up for the moment,
0: yeah.
3: all right but but again i i want to see where everybody's at with gamestop right now uh if you're in it hit the one if you're not hit the two we're, we're getting a little bit of a mixed bag here most people not in it when, when we did this the first time we had literally only two people who were in the stock we'll now, now we got to we'll get you on the more. show in a
1: second here just sorry
3: all right what's yeah, up yeah, Rohan?
1: i think we have someone
3: all right,
0: let's hear it. Hello. Hey, right here. Can you guys hear me? We hear you. What's up, man? Awesome. How you doing, guys? My name's Santiago. Uh, I'm watching y'all right now, and I was hearing you talk about crypto and different crypto plays. Yep. And you have one, one of the ones that I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching Riot. It just broke its uptrend funnel, the bottom one. It also broke the downtrend uh, yesterday or after hours. And it's looking interesting, it's something to watch because if it reaches up to the second up, uh, uptrend funnel, it's going to be going back into the 70s, 80s. <laughs> All
3: right. So, 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 so let me ask you this uh, What was the level you were watching?
0: So I entered at 49.16. I'm watching 53 for the break of the first funnel and the downtrend break, and after hours broke at about 42. <laughs>
3: Okay. So 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 basically if somebody's not you got in at 49, so you already up 4 bucks. Congratulations. But but if somebody's yeah. not in the stock now, your price to watch is 53. Yeah. And and if it if it blows past the 53, then then it has room to run. Is is that basically the the thesis? <laughs>
0: So, exactly. If it breaks that uptrend funnel, it's going to have a lot of room to run because the resistance kind of ends at about, or the short-term resistance ends at about 56. So that's kind of what I'm watching for the gap fill.
3: All right. So, so here it is, guys. Check check it out. Here, here's a one-month chart that we're looking at. I'm gonna zoom in a little bit. But but look at this level right here. You see one, two, three, four, five ish, six, seven rejections right around this fifty-six, fifty-seven dollar range. Um and then here's the gap, right? We we had this big gap yeah. lower. Um so so here here's the gap that Santiago's talking about getting filled if it blows past this price here. Yeah, exactly. All right, I like it. Awesome. Good talk. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. I got. I always have to ask this question too. What What would make you get short the stock? Uh, Or, or sorry, Sorry. not necessarily get short. I I don't think we should ever short stocks that move like this. But what would make you close the position?
0: So I actually got lucky because I entered at nineteen. I was able to raise my stop loss to a negative, uh, to a neutral, uh, like risk reward. So for me, I'm kind of just watching it to see if it breaks the uptrend funnel. If it passes the 200 MA and breaks that below, that's probably where I'll exit.
3: Okay. All right. There we have it. I appreciate you calling in.
0: Yeah, no problem. Had a good time.
3: All right, there we go. So, you guys, that's what I'm talking about. That's what Zinger Nation is all about. Uh, again, ideas. I say this every single day, up at the top. Uh, it, it's it's not just about uh us bringing ideas, right? I'm gonna bring ideas. Jason's gonna bring ideas, but most importantly, Zinger Nation. I mean, there's there's way more of you out there who are going to be bringing ideas. Uh, I see a couple people in the chat saying Roblox. They're excited for Roblox opening tomorrow. Big IPO. If, if you don't know what Roblox is, you're not alone. I don't really know either. I know it's some sort of a video game. Uh, here, let's, here's Google Images. There you go. Yeah, if you like this, it sort of looks like Legos, but I, I don't think that they're connected. Uh, but, but that one, big IPO that's coming tomorrow. If somebody knows what what Roblox is or understands their business well, right? How exactly they make money? Because I imagine it's not selling games. I would imagine it's some sort of in app purchases or or upsells or or something along those lines. Um, you know, but but let's uh, let's get that in the chat. And I'm gonna see this. I'm gonna throw this one out here too. We got a lot of people in there talking about the crypto stocks. Uh, throw, drop your favorite crypto stock in there. I, I, I sort of went on the pedestal. I, I took you guys through basically my thought process and Voyager, why I think that that they're gonna be earnings, um, uh earnings expectations. I think they're gonna open a shit ton of accounts. Um, but but drop in there too. I'm, I'm curious what what are your favorite ones? I see a lot of riots, a lot of Maras. Um, I don't know if we have any SOS fans in there, uh, but but I'm curious what everybody's favorite crypto stocks are. But what's up, Rohan? I saw you pop on for a second.
4: Yeah.
1: So. Oh, wait, you can hear me. Sorry. Yeah. So I um, I'm not 100 percent on terms of like how they make money, but I do have it pulled up so I can talk about that. But I just want to say like Roblox. Basically, I used to play this uh, back before I even had like a good enough computer at home. I'd go to the public library with like my cousins and we'd play there. Um, but it's basically like a really, well, the visuals are like a really basic version of Minecraft. Um, but it's a distribution platform where like people can make games, um, not just the company itself. And then I, I believe it's mostly an advertisement based revenue model.
3: So it's been around for a while. Wow. 2006. Yeah. It's been around forever.
1: Okay. Okay. Internal ad network, um, and so, that... so it
3: serves ads to kids. Is that the model, or not really?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like any other like iOS app store game, right? They're all serving ads to kids too. I mean, but okay. uh, I mean, true. kids and also non-kids. I'm sure there's. I mean, it's mostly kids that shout are playing out all play. the
3: adults playing Roblox. There we go. Um, but okay. yeah, that was my little thing. All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> Helping us understand the Roblox model, um, okay, so so we'll be watching that one tomorrow, guys. I imagine that it's a Nasdaq IPO, um, and, and if so, we'll, we'll probably be getting an open sometime around the show. It, it's possible they could open the stock. Again, okay, when when we talk about opening the stock, uh, it, it's it's basically all the maker market makers are lining up and figuring out, hey, what price are we going to start trading at this thing? Uh, it direct listing. Oh, it's a direct listing. Is it on Nasdaq, Spency? Yes. It's on NASDAQ. Um, so so there's a decent chance on the, that it'll be open before we get on the show. Of course, we'll look at it. Of course, if it opens while we're on here, we're, we're going to be, be looking at this thing. Uh, something that I'll, I'll advise if, if we look at IPOs in general, um, right, ac- academic studies on IPOs and price movement related to IPOs. Um, non-kids are weird adults. Okay. Yep. Um, but, but if we look at IPOs, we, we look at price movement related to IPOs. More often than not, the price appreciates on the first day of trading. And on average, the price decreases over that first year. So, so, so let's even look at Facebook as an example. Let's pull up a long-term chart here on Facebook. Oh, not financials. We want to go like five years. We might have to go further back. Ten years. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, so, all right. So, so, so here's a 10 year chart of Facebook. Every single candle on the screen here, uh, represents one month. And if we look all the way on the left of this chart, when it had its IPO, right? You you can see that the price shot up from around 30 bucks all the way to, what is that? Nearly 50, right? Huge price improvement price, ah, positive price change. Um, then check this out. Over the course of that next year, it slumped. It never got as high as it did. Obviously, it's a, it's a behemoth now and a monster. But but on average, stocks go up in price on their first day after their IPO. And on average, the price decreases over the course of the first year. Um, let's let's look at a high-profile one from this year, Snowflake. That was one of the craziest IPOs that, that we'd seen. Um, okay, it, it did continue to move higher uh but we had that, that crazy first day right where look at they, they opened the the stock at 244 dollars it got as high as 321 dollars uh and now we're still within that one year time window look at that it, it's 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 dropped below where the stock actually started trading for for the the ipo so so there's the deal guys uh there, there is our, our little breakdown of ipos um and again gonna just gonna run you guys a a, a preview some stocks that we're going to talk about, some guests that we're going to bring on to our show today. Uh, in, in just a few minutes here, uh, Justin from Blaze Capital is going to be joining us. At 1 o'clock, we're going to have Quiver on, and then one thirty Robert Roy, Wealth Builders coming on, as he does every single Tuesday, dropping some trade ideas on us. Um, other tickers that I want to make sure that we cover today, Palantir. I've seen a lot of drops for Palantir in there. Uh, we are not going to cover any more crypto tickers in, unless you guys really bombard it. We spent so much time talking about the crypto tickers. Shout out SOS. I, I asked the group. I said... What is your favorite crypto stock right now? They're all ripping today. SOS. Uh, that that was pr- and DPW. Those are two that, that that a lot of people asked about that that we hadn't covered yet. Um, so so we'll we'll get to Palantir. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Stitch Fix and some opinions there. Uh, obviously that that one got smoke is getting smoked today. Um, and then, of course, our chat challenge. No Tuesday, no day would be complete if we didn't talk about our chat challenge where Zinger Nation is going head-to-head. The question this week is we said, what is the best performing stock of the week going to be? Right Again, if, we, if we're if we trying to make this the trade idea show, the best place out there to get trade and stock ideas, we're about to look at a, at 100 of them that all of you dropped into the challenge. We're going to see whose ideas are, are fair and the best. Um, but all right, I, I, I see our first guest is here on standby. I'm going to pull him onto the screen. Oh, Jason's popping into the background. Jason, I don't know if you want to pop on and say hi for a minute or not, but if you do, you know what to do. Um, But all right, coming to us from Blaze Cap.
2: Luke, come on. Hype video. Yeah, Luke, you can't just have Blaze Capital come on without a hype video. Let's go. This is big time. I mean, this is big time. What's going on in the market today is big time. This is what we prepared for. We'll talk more about some trade. You didn't talk about Mara, Luke. M-A-R-A. We did talk about Mara. Nah. Holy shit. Did we talk about Mara? If we talked about Mara, press one. If we didn't, press two. talked okay. about Mara, oh, crypto stocks. Yeah, all right. Oh, right. uh, no. Luke didn't say Mara. So, um, Mara, you know. What about we did Voyager? did Mara,
3: Riot, Voyager. S- We've only done crypto stocks, basically
2: so that's how we're done okay all right well guys the guest is coming on that's why you heard the music and here you go take 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 it away lucas jacobi all let's right go. here we go austin henning let's go all
3: right justin what's Hi, justin, up man justin, hey how show. are you
5: guys really nice to be on the show thanks for having me i really appreciate it
3: absolutely absolutely what what's exciting in your world today uh, the stock market.
5: So as you guys probably know, like the stock markets, pretty uh, pretty spicy today. Uh, we have a pretty uh, strong snapback. And uh, I think that the volatility is really adding a lot of opportunities for people. Um, just before we start, I wanted to say thank you for inviting me to the show. I know that uh, I've been personally watching Benzinga for a while. And uh, the way that I first got introduced to you guys is through the cannabis space where you guys are hosting those cannabis conferences. So I went down to uh, Las Vegas and uh, I had a really good time. I got to say, I got to meet a lot of really interesting people. And uh, I got a lot of value out of that. So I got to give you guys kudos for that. Um, Second thing I just want to say is that um, it is extremely difficult to uh, find YouTube channels, which are actually trying to add value. So what I personally find is that uh, clickbait uh, really works. And uh, I really value that you guys are not really going down that path, because it's an easy way to get uh, get an audience. But Uh, For myself personally, too, like we're we're coming on our three year celebration for uh, our channel on uh, March 14th, which is going to be Sunday. And uh, it's been a slow and steady race for us to build up our audience. But it's been really rewarding um, seeing the engagement we get. So, again, I I value what you guys do, too, because you guys don't really do the pump route. So thank you for that. And thank you for creating a channel that uh, adds value.
3: Awesome. And those cannabis conferences, we're still doing them virtually. I'll I'll drop the link in the chat so everybody can check them out. I I appreciate you bringing
5: it up. Did you ever
2: did you ever come to our Miami one?
5: Um, I just went to the Las Vegas one I did not I didn't I didn't get did not get a chance to get out to uh, the Miami one but uh, I'm sure it was equally good
2: better better it always gets better a little <laughs> bit it's like a, we're like Benzinga is like a fine wine we we age with time and we get better with time that's all
5: so you're like a fine whiskey or a fine wine
2: sure whatever yeah just fine we're we, just fine
3: yeah um yeah so like what's exciting for you guys today well, uh, of course, any day where where the Nasdaq is up almost four percent and SPY is up two percent, it's hard to lose money. Um, so, so, so some of our stocks that got hammered last week, especially some of these crypto names, are, are running for us. GameStop is, of course, exciting to to watch again. So, and and we have Roblox tomorrow. We we just talked about too. So it's it's some some good stuff this week.
2: Yeah, everyone's talking Roblox.
5: Yeah, and uh, so I have to say that. Uh, um, it's really interesting where we're at in the market because we know that we got like the stimulus bill coming up. We know we got drone uh, Powell coming up on the 17th, which is going to be next Wednesday. And uh, I think the market's really queued up to go a lot higher. So we have a service called uh, like we have a service called like uh, Blaze Tips. It's an algo platform. And uh, we're basically getting uh, like an all clear that we're going to be taking a massive like higher. I think Spy is going to be going for 400 here. And okay. uh, like we're we're already Late seeing the that. Maybe all time high. Yep. And uh, as we know, like the S&P can't rally without uh, tech stocks. So it's really nice to see that uh, tech is participating in the rally today.
3: Yep, and, and, and you, you threw out the, uh, the the 400 target on, on the S&P 500 SPY. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what, what are some of the factors that, that go into that, into the, the algorithm? <laughs> Uh, it's proprietary. So we can't tell you exactly what goes into our secret
5: sauce. But uh, we're looking for early reversal signals. So when a stock has a major cut lower, and then shows signs of early reversal. So as we know, like S&P has been a little bit volatile lately. So with those major cuts down, when it starts to reverse back up, um, that's what we're basically looking for. So we're looking for deep cuts, early signs of reversal, and then it starts trending up. And uh, as we know, like the markets had uh, quite a bit of uh, chop lately. So it's provided an opportunity for us to get in.
3: Yep, absolutely. And and uh, let, let's hop over to some individual names. You know, what, what, what are some of the trades that you guys have made recently? What are some things on your radar, uh, etc? So we have a pretty diverse group. Uh, we trade pretty much everything. I think we have about uh, like
5: 550 people inside of our Slack community. So like there's literally idea generation like all day, every day. Uh, but the main thing, uh, so sorry, the way that we got started, we used to be called 420 Capital. So we re- rebranded to Blaze Capital after we shifted away from uh, cannabis stocks. And uh, it's, been ve- it's been very fun to watch the entire sector go. So since we shifted our focus to uh, being non-cannabis, we're really focusing on a lot of uh, tech names. So that would include like Tesla, Apple, um, the NASDAQ, uh, names like Cloudflare. Um, those are the ones that we really like. And then uh, like other stocks that are doing really well, which are more boring, could include like bank stocks. Um, energy stocks. And uh, I like to trade the S&P personally, because uh, I feel like I got a really, really good pulse on it. And uh, I track that thing all day. We call the S&P the Niagara Falls. So if you don't know where the Niagara Falls is flowing, if you're going on the wrong side, you're definitely going to get hurt. So uh, yeah, some of the big, uh, so we actually, uh, some some people in our group traded through the GME and AMC, uh, the hype and the uh, the big moves. And uh, we've had some people who have made. Uh, life-changing gains on that. So um, it's been really fun to see that uh, we have really good engagement and really good ideas being shared. And uh, the, uh, the best thing about this is that it's not me generating all the ideas. So even though I started Blaze Capital and I'm the founder, um, everyone in our group uh, really shows up every day to provide really good ideas. And uh, that's what's been really rewarding is that we've been able to collect people who are like-minded, who are looking to work together and uh, looking to conquer the market because... As an individual trader, everything is stacked against us. Uh, We don't have an edge. We don't don't have an edge for information, uh, for for money or for direction. So by having a collective of roughly 500 people, um, it's been really rewarding to see how people are presenting ideas and uh, how they're doing well. Like uh, one specific call out that uh, people have been in uh, recently is IQST. And uh, that was a member-generated uh, idea, and uh, like they participated in a huge part of that move. So they, they did the due diligence, um, they liked the stock, and uh, they they bought it collectively. So that one that one's been really good for our group.
3: Yeah, wow! And I don't Couple even know ones, that one. Uh, Let's see. What, yeah, what is that, that one's, uh,
5: I think that they're uh, like an EV company. I believe they're, they're doing something with batteries and uh, like they recently had like a news release about uh, they're looking to expand that. So um, that's one. And then uh, if I have a look over here in the options channel, which we have, I could give you some ideas, like what Alan's been doing. Um, yeah, let's hear them. We love ideas. Yeah, I'm just curious here. Um, I'll, I'll give you some of the stocks that I like for this week. So I like Cameco. I like CCJ. It's a stock that I've been liking for a long time here. And uh, that is a uranium producer. And uh, I've been tracking that one since it was at about uh, $10. Um, it comes from my home province in Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, part of the reason why I know the company really well. And uh, the stock has been on an absolute tear lately. So uh, that one's been really, really good to our group as well.
3: And, and so, so, so when you're saying you, you, you like this one, we have a one year chart, maybe we should zoom in. Here's a one month chart there. Um, you know, what What are some of the things that you're looking for? Like, like what, what what makes you bullish on the name? Is it something in the chart? Is there something else you like on it, etc.? Um, I like a few things about it. So uh, they're one of the largest
5: u- uranium producers in the world. And uh, as we're looking to make a shift towards more sustainable energy, um, again, nuclear is something that people generally don't like, but it is generally more efficient uh, when you're when you're doing energy. So um, that's part of the reason why I like it. And then uh, again, with uh, political uncertainty, there's always a demand for uranium. So um, those are probably the two most, most bullish catalysts. And then uh, Michael Burry, um, the famed short seller from oh, yeah. The uh, Big Short uh he also really likes Camaco. so he came out with a bullish note on the stock and uh sorry on the sector and on the commodity and uh, had a pretty nice move higher on his comments as well
3: okay there we go cash register for that one <laughs> we're ringing it out we, we have sounds here too we got air horns That's my nice. it's very mixed nice. in the chat though some people love the air horn some people hate it if you guys like the air horns hit the one if not hit the two and of course everybody hit the like um but all right, so, so this is an interesting one. And, and it's it's less of a swing trade, I imagine, and more of like like a long-term holding, just just based on strength in the sector as a whole, and, and then this uh, stock in particular. Exactly. And if you
5: look at the monthly chart, um, the stock has been absolutely pummeled um, over the last little while. So uh, it's starting to make a comeback here. And uh, that's what I'm watching for. So like, if the stock is able to claim, uh, I believe it's, let me just have a look here on my chart. I believe it's $16. And when you say the, the monthly chart, pieces. you want us to
3: look at a month or monthly candles? Uh, monthly candles, please. righty. there we go. Well, I'm please looking go for over. a break back above uh, eighteen dollars. Um,
5: so if you zoom out a little bit more, I'm not sure we can zoom out a little bit. Go more. Here's ten years. Yep. <laughs> there we go. So we can break back above uh, roughly back above that eighteen dollar area. I see a big cup forming. So back above eighteen is where the squeeze really starts, and uh, I can see us making movement back up towards call it like twenty five dollars. After that, we got the two hundred DMA to battle with. Sorry. Uh, 200 monthly moving average at about 21 and uh, i think a short-term target would be like about 20 bucks and then 25 for the longer term here
3: all right there we go boom dropping an idea cash register uh, another one here too. everybody said they like the air horn nobody said put in the two <laughs> that they don't like it i love you guys <laughs> not only you let me do um, this of- let me use my air horn but sorry keep going justin one of the stocks we really
5: like is uh, I'm going to give a shout out here to Mason, uh, one of my uh, one of my staff. It's Team. So uh, the ticker is T E A M, and uh, yeah, they they created they have a product called Trello, which is something we really like using. We use that all day, every day. And uh, this stock has been on an absolute tear. So uh, one of the reasons why I like this stock is because I'm a user of the platform. So I'm a user of the platform. I like what they have. And uh, that's generally what I'm looking at when I look at stocks. I'm generally looking for three things. Um, I stole this from Marcus Limonis. Um, He is from uh, The Profit. And yep. uh, generally looking for three things. We're looking for people, process, product. Um, if you have the best people, but your process sucks and you have a bad product, it doesn't really matter. So you have to have good people, good process, and good product. And by, u- by being a user of the service, I can understand what the business model is. And uh, how the growth is going to be uh, reflected in the share price. Um, another one that I really like right now is Asana. Um, Asana is going to be reporting earnings uh, later this week. Um, it's a very similar to Zendesk. Uh, they're basically a CRM service. And uh, I think the stock has a lot of potential. It's still a recent IPO. Um, it's making a, a snapback right now. We still have a head and shoulders here on the daily chart. Um, but the one that I'm really, uh, really watching okay, here and this is one,
3: uh, I'll say, you know, the Atlassian, we're a customer of that one. Asana, we're a customer of that one. Here's our Benzingo Asana board um, there you go. earnings. There we go. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday after the close tomorrow. Yes.
5: Um, so if you have a look at Zendesk, just for comparison, um, a company that does a very, uh, very similar, uh, very similar service. The stock has been on an absolute tear. So uh, that's what we're that's that's what I think is going to happen to Asana in the longer term. Um, one other stock I can pull up here that uh, you would appreciate is Upwork. U W U P W
3: K. Jason Raznick, favorite. Here, here's a nice one-year chart of Upwork. Beautiful.
2: Are you, you, are you shorting of, it?
3: No, I'm not shorting this. Um, This is another service that
5: I use. It's where I find uh, some contractors. It's very similar to Fiverr. So this stock is now no longer in my portfolio. Uh, I was trading it when it was around the $10 range, and now it's uh, a little bit higher. Uh, But again, same thing. I'm comparing it to Fiverr. If you have a look at the Fiverr stock, um, that one has basically had an absolute monster move. It went from about uh, $25 to almost $350. And uh, again, what I'm trying to just do is look and see is there a comparable company which has had a mega oversized move higher and uh, can the company do something similar? So that's why I'm looking at Asana and uh, again, Upwork, um, I was predicting it was going to have a similar move to Fiverr. And uh, if you don't know what Upwork is, it used to be freelance. Um, so like freelance.com where you could hire freelancers to do uh, to do ad hoc work. And uh, through here, I've actually found uh, my personal uh, graphics designer. I've also found uh, my web developer and uh, some other people for odd jobs. So. It's, uh, it's a really good service. And like, as we're shifting more towards work from home, um, that's the reason why Upwork's been on an absolute tear lately is because uh, they're providing a service that more people realize they need. And uh, the benefit as well is that when you're hiring a contractor, there's no overhead costs. Um, you can hire someone like my, uh, my graphics designer is ironically in Egypt. So she lives in Egypt, um, but she's the best designer I've ever found. And uh, she does all of our branding. Um, she created our logo. She helped uh, redesign our website. And uh, that's so again, and the service that I use, oh. um, I like the stock and uh, it's making a really, really big move here.
3: Yes. Uh, and I love you. So, so you just dropped us four ideas, three of them, Asana, Upwork, and, and Atlassian we're, were Benzinga's customers off, so, so similarly mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> we're we're not in the uranium stock yet. The CCJ. I, I hope that we're never in the uranium stock as a customer, but you know, we'll, we'll leave it TBD. But yeah, I mean our, our experience with Upwork has been equally amazing, right? It, it's so easy to find amazing people, spin them up. I mean, so some of our, our longest term builders here at Benzinga have started off with, Hey, we need help with the development project, and they're they're amazing. They love the business, they love the markets, and, and they just continue to build and grow with us. We
2: we mm-hmm. spent over we spent over four hundred to 500,000 with upwork um and upwork used to be elance which was odesk odesk and elance merged to create upwork they got rid of the odesk name they got rid of the elance name which had the best ui back in the day like eight years ago they merged to create upwork and now they're really only competition in the game there used to be guru.com which could be still around and then there is freelancer.com um then there's top tail which is your more expensive offering
5: yeah. So uh, I think they amalgamated uh, uh, freelance into Upwork. So they rebranded. And uh, again, like if, if you're if you've ever been any kind of uh, like yeah. if you run a business and you're looking to hire uh, like people for freelance, like freelance.com has been a really good resource. I think the rebranding really helped them. And uh, I'm just putting this out to people in our Slack group here for some of the ideas that they like. So one of the stocks I've been watching really close as well as DocuSign. Um, The reason why I like DocuSign is because the rate of adoption. So the rate of adoption is going to be a little bit later than what we saw in ZM. Uh, ZM is very easy to understand. You click and start a video. You can chat with anybody. DocuSign is a little bit more complicated, but a very strong work from home stock as well. The issue that uh, we have right now getting into tech stocks is that they're a little bit out of favor right now with yields up. So I really like the long-term prospect of DocuSign just because, again, I'm a user of the product. Um, I think that... uh, More people are going to realize they need this product um, as we continue to go into lockdown. And uh, I think that ultimately it could have a similar move to ZM in the longer term, just because it's something you need. Like um, other other reason why I really like this is because uh, if you think about the cost of business to send documents around the world, have people sign them, not get them back in a timely fashion, um, this gets it done in a couple of clicks. So uh, com- products a little bit more complicated to use, um, just like Slack. Slack is, uh, in my opinion, it's better than Discord. Um, but the, uh, the learning curve to learn how the product works is a little bit higher. So as people start to be more Wait, willing are you saying to- Slack try-
3: is harder than Discord or easier? Slack is harder than Discord because Slack has- So um, oh Slack out of the box- I bots, have such a hard time using Discord. They call me a boomer. I, I hate honest, Discord. I, 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 I have, a,
5: I have a personal dislike for it that's strong. Um, The reason why I don't like it is because it's mostly chat-based. So I think the reason why um, a lot of uh, like stock market communities use Discord is because it's free. They're too cheap to pay the, uh, it's like 7 bucks per user per month or $8 per user per month. And uh, you get limited functionality with that. So one of the things that I really like about Slack that recently got bought by CRM, which actually our algo called too, um, is that uh, we can thread. Um, So there's the ability to do threads. And the second thing that I like is that they have an API. So you're able to actually pipe in other services directly into Slack. So for example, inside of our Slack group, anytime someone signs up for one of our services, we get a notification in Slack in our support channel. So I don't have to go check my email. I don't have to know when people sign up. It literally happens right there. We have Stripe integrated into Slack. We also have Trello. So anytime a task is due from our team, um, I don't have to go onto the Trello board to know whether or not someone completed their task. It's updated automatically. All I have to do is check Slack. So Slack is really our HQ. And uh, we just pipe in other services into Slack, and everyone can see what's happening.
3: Another one that Benzing is a customer of, just like DocuSign. And I want to throw this one out to Zinger Nation, guys. Uh, if th- This is the battle of the day, right? We've been talking about stocks and opinions, up, down, whatever. The real battle of the day was I-, I see some arguments happening. Uh, if you guys think Slack is easier than Discord, press 1. If you think Discord is easier than Slack, press 2. I'm going to be counting this one very closely. <laughs> And uh, if anybody's here
5: from Blaze Capital, I'd really appreciate th- 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 some some thumbs up. Let's get that thumbs up smashed here. Come on, we only got 200 here. We got almost 900 people watching.
3: That yeah, that that's lame. <laughs> I mean, people are sleeping this week. I mean, last week was tough, right? We had a bad week last week. Everybody in the market did. Um, but, I mean, we're having a better week this week. Let's get the positivity flowing. We single-handedly turned the market around on Friday. We were just, you know, we're like, all right, we're getting our asses kicked. We're all just going to smile. And everybody is saying, not everybody, but, but 80% of the group is saying that Discord is easier to use than Slack. All right. So. Yeah, because it's free, right? That's why All right, it's free. Okay. They're
5: like, ah, yeah, well, I'm gonna talk up the product that I use. So I, I use Discord, so Discord's easier, right? It's uh, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty polarizing uh, discussion between the two because again, the uh, the Discord group is pretty strong. Like they're they're very strong advocates. So nothing against them, but again, I gotta say that uh, uh, Slack rules and uh, Discord uh, drools. Sorry. <laughs> awesome man um another one i want to call out here really fast is uh sndl so uh sndl was a stock that, uh, we actually had a really nice move on uh, but we got out early so uh what we were looking to do was try to predict what stocks were going to make it on to top or on the wall street bets uh, forum and uh, there's this website that i found recently called pop Um i'll share that link in the uh, in the chat here and basically what it does is that um, it provides they 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 aggregate data in terms of what's being posted on uh, Wall Street bet Wall Street bets on and on 4chan, and uh, they aggregate that data and basically tell you what are people talking about, what are they buying. So we're not looking at individual posts; we're just looking to know where's the most activity. And uh, what we can note is that uh, when we had the uh, the mega move from like GME, AMC, there were some individual MJ names which are doing quite well, like uh, like Tilray, Sundial. Um, so that Sundial trade worked out really well. I think some people made up to 1000% off the options that we purchased. And uh, the uh, so what I don't like about Sundial is that it's not a fundamentally strong company. So when you when I look through the uh, when I look through the filings, um, they got some problems. Um, but the saying that we often use is that would you rather be right? Or would you rather make money? And I think that a lot of people don't want to ever look at these names because they're like, ah, well, I can't make money on a bad company. Hey, money's money. If you want to get paid, if there's an opportunity that gets presented, then jump in and make the money. It sounds simple, but uh, it's something that's been very difficult to teach people.
3: Yep. Yes. I mean, and sometimes actually, yeah, being right feels good, but yeah.
6: Do you know? Do you know? It s- doesn't
3: feel good. What did you say? Sorry to cut you off, Luke. Uh, do you know what the stock market psychology chart is? I don't know that one. Nope. <laughs> Yeah,
6: teach, uh, just
5: google it mind. really fast if you don't mind um uh, just right, google it really it. fast if you don't mind because uh, i think there's a really good part we could bring up here because um what i've what i've realized by doing the streams with uh more people coming on is that uh people are often falling trapped to the cycle without without even being aware of it uh you want to click on the is one it's psycho-
3: psychology or top cycle
5: yeah top left one there all right let's zoom and, this in uh, that's if you compare that to, uh, to Tilray, you compare, so the original Tilray move, if, if you compare that to GME, you compare that to GameStop, uh, what I've basically been telling people is that when the chart matches up, um, you're more likely in the pattern, whether you realize it or not. If you see that, uh, so there's two things I'm looking at here. There's the technical chart, meaning uh, if we go all the way up on GameStop and we had that dead cat bounce, and then we pop back up for a head and shoulders, unless we break that shoulder, it's not a buy anymore. And when you're looking at the comments online, um, what I personally notice is that it looked like we were getting very euphoric on GameStop around 500. Additionally, the comments we were reading online were very euphoric. I'm a genius, we're all gonna get rich. I'm gonna put a billboard up on New York that says GameStops, right? Uh, so when the when the, the actual messages align with where we think we are on the chart, um, it gives us an unfair advantage. And uh, this is how we were able to, uh, to help people throughout the Uh, GameStop, AMC, Sundial, Tilray, we were basically able to tell them that, um, take a step back and just ask yourself, what are you telling yourself in your head? Uh, It's time to get fully invested. It's time to buy more on margin or am I gonna tell everybody that I'm I'm smart and rich? I'm a genius. And uh, on the later part of the chart, as we're going down, the comment that I've been seeing more frequently than any other one is the one under denial. "My My investments are great companies. They're gonna come back. So we went through an example on NEO last week when NEO was trading at roughly 45, and uh, again the comments were, "Well, NEO is a great company. They're going to come back. NEO is a great company. NEO is a great company." That's how they're rationalizing it to themselves, and then uh, they're they're actually selling when everyone else is selling. So then we get down to panic, right? Shit, everyone's selling. I need to get out. And then what do they actually sell? They sell at
3: the bottom. They sell under capitulation. And uh, the easiest oh, I way- love to this. This anger one. Who shorted the market? The government <laughs> let this happen. It's the market makers that are against me. Yes, I love that one. Did that happen with GME and AMC? where people uh, asking
5: regulators to step in and do something? I think that happened, right? I'm not a cat. So this people got up. angry, depressed. Ironically, when you see the comments online, when people are angry and depressed, that's when you want to buy. It's a contrarian indicator. And uh, the the last thing I would just say is that our algo also called uh, GME at three dollars. So what we're generally looking for the easiest way to explain this is between anger and depression you can see that we get an all all-time low so we get an all-time relative low there That's basically what our algo is looking for We're looking for a, a huge move up some deep cuts back down but then the sign of early reversal so we called uh, GME at three bucks we called AMC at uh, I believe two it went to 20. Um, it did, uh, it called like pretty much all the stocks that have moved substantially higher. And uh, that's, that's what I really found is that uh, people really want to, they, so when I said people want to be right versus making money, people want to be right and get paid. So they want to buy GME. They're like, oh, well, GME is going to be the next online retailer disruptor, blah, blah, blah. And I also want to make money. So they're unwilling to sell when they should be, and uh they're um they're having a really hard time. So what our algo tries to do is that we we serve up ideas. They're not guarantees, but they're ideas. And uh, as a rule of thumb, um the algo has been better at predicting uh bottoms than individual people. And uh the last thing I would just mention is that um there's something called the drunken cougar effect. So the drunken cougar effect uh, uh basically like ma- you know what that is too, right? No, I don't know this one, but I like the way that it sounds. <laughs> so the drunken cougar effect uh, basically means that you think you're smarter than you are. So beginner's luck in the stock market can actually be a detriment because you start to learn bad habits. You're like, oh, well, I'll just average down, right? I'm, I'm losing money, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to average down and buy more. And then by buying more, they actually get rewarded for bad behavior. And uh, the reason why that's not good is because the market right now is very fueled by liquidity. So it's a liquidity-driven rally, which means that When things are hot, hot momentum names are going to do the best. But when things start to turn down, those high beta names are going to underperform. And what a lot of people are just not prepared for is actually being wrong. So another thing that we teach and we try to advocate for is to expect your rights. So if you think that a stock is bullish, you think it's going to go a lot higher, expect your rights. But be prepared to be wrong. And then finally, be ready for a surprise, So, like going into the close yesterday everyone's like oh my god tech stocks are bearish again right oh well yield yields are up tech stocks are bearish Um, they slammed it down so people bought into the open yesterday they probably got flushed out into the close yesterday and now they're probably going to chase it back today so what happens is that people are not legitimately prepared to actually be wrong in a security they're just blindly buying and uh, what we advocate for is a simple four-step process it sounds really simple it's four steps so create a watch of the stocks you wanna buy, wait until they provide a favorable entry, validate that there's still actually a good buy, and then make an actionable trading plan, meaning what's your risk reward? If I'm risking a dollar, how much profit could I make? 10 cents, 20 cents, two bucks. And a lot of people just don't realize that they're getting into bad trades, meaning that um, they might be risking a dollar to make about 50 cents. So if they're right, they make, a do- they make 50 cents. If they're wrong, they lose a dollar. And over time, if you just flip a coin, um, the law of averages is going to work against you where you're going to lose a lot of money. So um, the uh, the market is difficult. That's what I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate is that trading stocks is tough and it takes a long time before you've developed what your edge is. So last thing I'll just mention here is that um, when people are watching other people on YouTube, myself included, they think that, oh, if I just copy what Justin's doing, I copy what this channel's doing. I'm going to have the same success as Justin. That's, that's not true. Um, The reason why I say that is because um, we're not all looking for the same opportunities. We have different personalities. And uh, frankly, like we're, we're just not looking at the same stock. So um, the analogy that I've used before is like, pretend you're playing football. You think you want to be a quarterback, but when you show up on the field, you can't throw the ball. Well, if you can't throw the ball, you can't be quarterback, but you can still be a football player. So maybe you're going to be a wide receiver or if you're not good at offense, maybe you're going to be on defense. Maybe you're going to be a safety. Maybe you're going to be a linebacker, meaning you're going to go short. And uh, like everybody wants to be the quarterback. They all want to be the, the guy who makes the big trades, makes the big calls, but might not always be the best opportunity for you. Um, one more analogy to try to make the sink in that I've been using a lot lately is uh, if the only so as, as traders, what we want to have is a tool belt. We want to have a tool belt of tools we can use to try to make money. And uh, if the only tool you have in your belt is a hammer, every problem you see is gonna be a nail. Oh, that's a nail, right? You're gonna use a nail, you're gonna think that everything you have is a nail. You're gonna try to hit it. However, if you see a screw and you try to hammer it, well, I think we all know what's gonna happen. It's not gonna work. So at a certain point, you need to realize that the tool I'm using is not right for the job. I need to get a drill. The drill is gonna do what you want it to, but if you don't have that tool in your toolkit, it's gonna be very hard to actually capitalize on it. And uh, the last thing, one more analogy, just to make sure I can wrap it up here, is uh, I think what a lot of people are trying to do is uh, they think that I don't have the right broker. If I had the right broker, I would make money. If I had, uh, if I only had that one right stock, I would make money. No. Um, it, the, the analogy I use here is that um, people are generally trading options on weeklies, and uh, the analogy there is uh, pretend you've never ridden a bicycle before. So. You've never ridden a tricycle, which means it's very hard to fall off. You've never ridden a bicycle and they're trying to jump onto a crotch rocket, right? Oh, okay, well, I'm, uh, I'm gonna jump onto the crotch rocket. I know exactly what I'm doing. And what people uh, what people think is that um, all I need is the right helmet. So Justin, tell me what color helmet to get. It's pink, right? If I get a pink helmet, I'm not gonna get hurt if I fall off. Or I'm not gonna wear a leather, uh, leather suit because I'm invincible, right? I'm never gonna be wrong. I'm never gonna get hurt. And uh, that's a a trap that people often fall into. They think that, oh, well, um, I don't have to learn how to trade stocks. I don't have to learn how to go short before I buy puts. They just think that whatever I do is going to be good because I'm smart, I'm a genius, and I'm never wrong.
0: Here we go.
3: Awesome, Justin. I love it. So, so, you know, the, the whole point of this show is to get the ideas flowing. So, you not only dropped five ideas on us, so we, we also got, got the market psychology lesson. Uh, tons of positive comments in the chat. So, so where can people stay in touch?
5: Um, I have a YouTube channel. So, you can find me under uh, Blaze Capital on YouTube. Um, you can also find us on uh, blazecapital.com or on blaze.tips. And uh, we, have a free, uh, we have a free trial um, on our group if anybody wants to come join us. And we also have a free, uh, a free algo alert you can set. So if that sounds interesting to you, you can head over to blaze.tips and you can set up your free alert. And the reason why we offer things for free is because when I was first getting started in the market, I had so much difficulty. I did not know where to go to get resources. So what we try to do is provide all the tools that I wish that I had when I was getting started. Because uh, like I said, I really struggled. And uh, a lot of people on, on the internet only ever talk about their successes. They never actually talk about their failures. And uh, what we can do as traders is try to learn from other people's mistakes. So we don't make them ourselves. So it's not sexy. Uh, but for the long-term, uh, long-term viability of your account and being a trader, um, you need to be aware of where you're good and where you're not good. So we call those blind spots. And by having a really strong community on YouTube and a really strong community in Slack, um, we're all able to like tell each other, "Hey, did you? Did you you might have missed this. Op- you might have missed this right here. So you think the stock is going to go higher, but maybe you missed this one. This one thing here. So we're able to help each other."
3: Awesome, Justin. Thanks for joining us. Nice having you here on the Power Hour. One more air horn. All right, so we'll have you back soon. Thank you. Um, All right, guys, a couple comments out of that. The first one is I love the fact that the drill meme is staying alive. Yes, we have our own meme in the chat. Uh, The drill speculation. If you guys weren't there on the Kathy Wood day, where where were we doing? Two hours straight, and then Jason followed up with the Kathy Wood interview. We did a lot of drill speculation. I'm curious uh, if you guys think Jason has a drill, throw the one in the chat. If not, throw the two. Let's, let's do some speculating, nice. not just on stocks, basically where it came from. what it was, you know, we were saying a real adult. don't know what you're
2: drill. talking about. Drill meme. I don't have a drill.
3: Yeah, you weren't there. I said, if you weren't there, you missed out. You know, you're getting yeah. ready for your big Kathy Wood interview.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, should I bring Kathy on again today? What do you think?
3: Today would be a good day with the NASDAQ up. up. Okay, it. we got a wave of ones.
7: Just do it. So just do it. Make your dreams come true.
3: All right, that's a little just. long, Rohan. We don't need to listen to the whole clip. All right, so, 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 why, Jason. Why
2: does Rohan do this so, so long? <laughs> he doesn't, know, he keeps him on for eight hours, you know? Um, yeah. All you right, know. but,
3: but, 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 let, let me ask you this one, Jason.
2: <laughs> Internet do of Things. Do your own a drill. Wait, why isn't Neil in here to talk to Internet Enforcers? I went to Neil. I said, come into the chat. Do I own a drill? No. I mean, when you say a drill, um, like a fire drill in my house or like a drill to screw something in?
3: If you somehow own a fire drill, that's compelling. But with drill to screw something in, that's what we were talking about. Tom Nash does. We asked all of our yes. guests that day if they owned a drill and if whether or not they qualify as true adults.
2: Yeah, I that's mean. Where it came from. I'm not that handy, but I hear it has something to do with my background. Oh, so, uh, yeah? Yeah. I don't get that one. No, people don't own fire drills. I know. I'm just joking. Okay. You know, like, I don't know if I'm that handy. Um, you have to figure it out what it means, but I'm not that handy. So, um, Michael Medina, you are hilarious. Okay. Um, so, we do have a guest in the thing. So, Luke, none of us pontificating. So what's the drill thing, though? What were you going to say?
3: Oh, we were just speculating whether or not you, so, so somebody in the chat put, uh, Justin definitely owns a drill. And, and then there was a wave of comments speculating as to whether or not he owned a drill going back to our, our, our little thing that we did last week. <laughs> so, so, so that's where it came from.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, really. Um, okay. Um, I bought a domain that list Luke last night. I think we're going to okay. start, I think we're going to start an NFT site.
3: Interesting. Well,
2: yeah. What do you think?
3: I am down for it. One of our designers, shout out to Alyssa. She said she's going to make a Jason Rasnick NFT card.
1: Our first first NFT should be a Benzinga drill.
2: (laughs) We do need some NFT going. Um, Yeah, so we do need some more NFT going. But we do have a cool guest coming on. Alternative data, I would say, is what he does, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I'm by Tom Nash. Tom Nash is my uncle. You know that. Tom Nash is a lot older than me. So, um, yeah, the NFT site is going to be by NFT, um, but it's not up yet. So um internet enforcers you crack me up you crack me up internet enforcers neil hamilton supposed to be here to talk to you all right luke should i bring on the guest or do you have yep, to go? Let's, let's bring start? him
3: okay. on i'm gonna turn it over to you all right
2: yeah because i'm gonna kill you later so you know about what oh my god i've never been so frustrated sitting back here oh, okay. oh my god i don't know what i don't know what to say okay i don't know but it's, it's uh, you know, I went to the store and got your stuff for you. And then you you forgot the stuff. So I went and got the stuff and you didn't help and all that, you know. Um, Aaron sure. Bree, I'll buy you pizza if you get 400 likes. I just bought Wingstop for the office. I got to tell someone to get it. Um, yeah, BNNN, but, uh, Benzinga, NFT News. All right. I'm going to introduce our special guest. If you like in the room, share, subscribe. Uh, hopefully, I don't know what Michael Murray is doing on our Distribution, if you got the deal done with... Uh, Comcast. Comcast. <laughs> guys, I don't know. All right. All right peace.
3: peace out, guys. Happy trading. I'll be back with you tomorrow.
2: All right. We're here with James. And I don't have a last name, but it could be quick. Pronounce it. Uh, James Karatsky. So what, Quaver Quantitative? Um,
4: Yeah, so Quaver Quantitative.
2: Yeah, so tell us about it. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, so Quaver Quantitative is a free alternative data platform designed for retail investors. Um, Not sure how familiar you guys are with alternative data. I mean, I guess I I heard you talking about it a bit on the show yesterday, it sounds like. Um, But alternative data has really exploded in the hedge fund and professional investing space over the last decade. Uh, and basically, it just refers to anything outside of traditional financial data sources that can be used to predict returns or predict how a company might be performing. Um, so it covers a really wide variety of areas, looking at everything from, I mean, like like yesterday, you're talking a bit about like EV sales. Um, that's just one example of like an alternative data metric. But really across the spectrum, like you can track uh, consumer interest through things like following Wall Street Bets discussion, like you are talking about with the last guest a little bit, um, it even goes so far as like some companies have satellites that are just positioned above Walmart parking lots to see how many cars are coming in and out of the parking lots. They can get an idea of how much revenue Walmart's going to be generating in the next quarter. So uh, it's been a space that's really been just exploding over the last decade in the professional investing world. But really up until really lately, it's been almost completely inaccessible to retail investors or to anyone who doesn't have uh, millions of dollars to spend every year on alternative data. So what we're doing is we're trying to make alternative data more accessible to anyone who wants to get their hands on it. And the first way we've been doing that is through quiverquant.com where you can sign up, create a free account, and then start using a couple dozen alternative data sets that we've been scraping, aggregating and visualizing on that platform.
2: Got it. Got it. So do you have like Walmart like activity right now?
4: Uh, No, no. So we we don't actually uh, we haven't launched any satellites to start collecting that data. Uh, Most of what we're doing right now is through web scraping. So we look at a pretty wide variety of data sources, but uh, the majority of them are uh, sourced through scraping different sites or like scraping government data. Uh, That's mainly where we've been focusing so far.
2: I know one of them. It's like um, it does scraping um, uh, what's his name? He does scraping um, a lot of job sites. He scrapes job sites. Um, so how long have you guys been around for? I'll think of the name as I'm going through this.
4: Yeah, we founded about a year ago now. Uh, so February of 2020.
2: Did you found it?
4: Yeah, yeah. I founded the company alongside my twin brother, who's the CTO.
2: Got it. What were you guys doing before then?
4: We're both college students, actually. Uh, so we, we both graduated from UW-Madison within the last year. But I was first really inspired to find Quiver during an internship I had at a hedge fund the previous winter. And that was really where I first was exposed to alternative data and also got a little bit of experience in how to scrape it and how it can be used in the professional setting.
2: Got it. Yep. No, I, I used to look at like, you know, Tesla sales using the 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 different um you know whatever they register a car and then hmm. scraping and the one that i, I kind of helped the guy he um he was doing a microsoft excel a shared microsoft excel platform for investors so for like when he was working at a bank and if it was goldman they had a problem with sharing uh you know their excel things so he had yeah. started he started this company called ThinkNum and i just didn't think yeah. there's uh-huh. enough you i didn't think there's enough users for it and alternative data thousands was interesting. So he pivoted to Thinknum uh, alternative data about a few years ago, and I think, Dave, have you heard of that before?
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of what we we're trying to do early on is uh, try to recreate some of the data sets that Thinknum has been scraping. Uh, I mean, they're much more designed for professionals. I, I don't know like the pricing off the top of the head, but uh, it's definitely the sort of thing that's you know more used in the professional setting. I'm guessing in the ballpark of a few thousand dollars a month for access. So what we've we've tried to do is like kind of recreate a lot of the stuff they've done, but direct it more towards retail investors and just make it more accessible so that the information's out there for anyone, for anyone who wants to use it.
2: Yeah, but how would a retail investor use it?
4: Yeah. So right now we kind of have two main ways of using our, our web platform. Uh, on one hand, we let people do a ticker search. So like, say there's a company that you're already interested. Uh, and maybe investing in, but you just want to learn more about the company, make sure that you're not missing anything. We let you do a ticker search on our site and then you can just instantly see a lot of the alternative data sets that we've gathered on that particular name. Um, But then we also aggregate all of our data by data set. So maybe you are just looking for new investment ideas or you feel really strongly about a specific data source and want to stay on top of that data set and, you know, see which companies are kind of the winners and losers within that space. You can go to any of our data dashboards and then just immediately see all of the data that we've been gathering for that company. So, for example, with our Wall Street Bets dashboard, you can go on there and then see like a live look at which companies have been talked about the most over the last 24 hours. Uh, and then also like input any ticker and see how a single company's mentions have trended over time.
2: Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you left the hedge fund. Are you done with school now?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I graduated in May of 2020.
2: Got it. I like corporate flights, but you don't have it. Like, so I'm looking Tesla corporate flights. Okay, I like corporate flights. I used to trade on corporate flights. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I used to trade on it. Okay, let me see. Um, no, see, it's it's showing me a history of all the different stocks, not just on Tesla. So you know, within the corporate flights dashboard. Yeah. 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 no, so on, no, 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 no. Oh. No, on the Tesla dashboard. Oh really? Oh yeah. I swear, uh, yeah. let me do it again. I'm doing it wrong, let's see. Let's see if I am doing it wrong because I could be. I could be, so I think I may be, I may need to hit enter, okay. This is a UI thing, I figured it defaulted, but let's, I see what's going on here. Okay, what you? What language is it in? It's a little slow right now for me. Uh, little, all right, we got a little slow, but maybe more users are on it. Where are you based yeah, out of?
4: Uh, based out of Wisconsin.
2: Nice, nice. That's where you went to school, you said? Yeah. All right. Now I got it. All right. All right. Now I had a pull-up thing. So there isn't corporate flights on that one. Um, yeah. That's yeah so only, sure. only
4: some companies actually register their jets in their own name. So that's just one of the inherent issues with trying to scrape data on where companies' private jets are traveling to and from, is that for a lot of these companies, they're, like, aware that that's something that hedge funds and investors are paying attention to. So they'll either register jets in a different name or like they can lease jets and just not have it registered in their own name. So, I mean, that, that's kind of an issue with any data source you're looking at is that once it gets popular enough, it's, you know, other investors become aware of it. Companies become aware of it. So it starts to lose some of the information that's contained in there.
2: Like you said, like the Thinknum, you know, and they are looking at jo- jobs, LinkedIn, hiring trends, Glassdoor, all that stuff. So mm. that's, so do you trade on it? Do you trade on any of the stuff that you're finding?
6: Um, I, I don't personally know. Um, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
6: Wait, like Raz, it's 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 producer Aaron. Are you are you on the site right now?
2: Yes, I am at producer Aaron. Can Why? you
6: please share the screen so we can we can see it?
2: Yeah, I guess. Why do you gotta be so bossy?
6: I'm sorry. I just I want to see the site. I'm curious. I can't.
2: No, I, I'm just joking. For the people that are gonna complain that I yelled at producer Aaron, I'm just joking, guys. You guys gotta. Well, a hey, Raz,
6: Raz. Raz said he'd buy me buy me a pizza if we get up to 400 likes. So.
2: I, did, I just ordered like $300 in a Wingstop. So are you are you in the office today? No, I'm Oh, Can you see it? Can you see it, um, uh, James? Yeah, yeah. So what should I look at on this Tesla page?
4: Um, yeah, so I guess just starting from the top, uh, in the upper left there, that's our political beta metric. This is something that was super relevant around the November election obviously isn't as relevant now, now that it's uh, several months come, came and went. But what we're looking at here is uh, basically just assigning a number for every company to see how it could be affected by different election outcomes. So basically, we're looking at the correlation between changes in the political or in the basically betting markets on the election, and then within stocks, price changes, to see like whether certain companies were going up when certain presidential candidates' election odds went up, and whether certain companies' stock prices were dropping when certain presidential candidates election odds went up. So just basically a good way of making sure that your portfolio wasn't overexposed to political risk. You know, if like one candidate won that you weren't going to have all your stocks tank. Um, And also a lot of people have pretty strong opinions about who might be winning an election. So it's also a way that you can start making some trades based on, you know, how you might think that the election is going to turn out. Um, Yeah,
2: but I don't necessarily know what that means, like positive versus negative.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess you can see here, if you, if you want to zoom in a bit, um, for each candidate, we looked at the correlation between daily changes in their election odds with the daily changes in price. Uh, so if there's a positive number next to a candidate, it indicates that there is a positive relationship between those two events. So it means that if this candidate wins, the company would have been more likely to perform well. And if they, that candidate lost, they'd have been more likely to perform poorly. Um, so once the once the field narrowed down to two candidates, there you can see Biden and Trump. Um, those numbers are just inverses of each other. So in Tesla, there's a slight positive correlation between that company's stock price and President Biden's election odds. Um, and before the election, it would have obviously been more useful as you could start like planning for um, like how your portfolio may have performed under different election outcomes. Um we're planning on, on uh, obviously rebooting that during midterm elections. Got it. Uh, okay. In the next presidential.
2: Well, I can see a lot of things to utilize with your site and your tools. We should talk offline. Um, I could see a lot of things um, yeah. that can make people's lives easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the number of mentions uh, on Wall Street bets of Tesla right here. Is this what you're saying? Yeah. I like that, I like that.
4: Yeah. So if you go to uh, quiverquant.com/sources/WallStreetBets, um, you can actually see our Wall. Will Street you
2: webcast. will you will you say that faster next time?
4: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Quiverquant.com/sources/WallStreetBets. Yeah. Um. So so this is actually our Wall Street Bets dashboard here where you can see all of the data that we've aggregated uh, from the Wall Street Best Forum. So as you can see over the last 24 hours, GameStop's just completely dominated the discussion. Um, but then also AMC, it looks like it's been uptaking a little bit just over the last couple hours. Uh, and then you can also put in any ticker at the top there to see for a specific company, how the mentions have trended over time.
2: All right, let's do ticker RKT, RKT and I hit enter. Yeah. And the enter doesn't work. So now i got to hit this. Okay. Oh, it does work. All right. So here we go. RKT. So what does this mean, sir?
4: Yeah. So the columns there indicate how many uh, comments mentioned that specific ticker within the time period. So it looks like uh, it's at mid-2018. There was just a huge spike. Um, And then recently.
2: 2018? I think you mean 2018. They haven't been around since 2018
4: too small for me to see here what is that oh mid-2020 yeah
2: oh yeah you don't know you don't know know rocket
4: uh no i I haven't followed it very closely no
2: i'm gonna have to get you to learn the markets man you gotta know rocket (laughs) if you're gonna be playing in this game from wisconsin you know we're midwest we're nearby you let's go come on (laughs) james i'm gonna i mean i know you're young (laughs) I'm going to have to wild you up and you're going to have to look at this company. Yeah. (laughs) let's Come on. Let's go. Okay. So I see people were speaking a lot, March. I would like to change. Okay. So here's the data here. Okay. I can change the trend here. Okay. That's cool. Double click to zoom back out. All right. So this is when it was mentioned a lot. Boom. Mm -hmm. And on the sentiment. So you're, are you looking at the negative sentiment? Yeah. Uh, okay
4: so so we also uh calculate or we, we have a like a a way of trying to measure whether it's positive or negative sentiment for each comment so if you zoom back out there you can see like kind of a trend line showing whether there's more positive discussion about the ticker or whether it's like more negative discussion I see so you can see recently over the last week or so it looks like it's taken a dip for the worst in terms of sentiment Okay.
2: Um. All right. Yeah, I see that. Okay. I don't know what that means. Sir. So let's see. Industry baskets, EVs. All right. Mentions. All right. So you guys like the scraping? They like the scrapings. Um. They like the scrapings. All right. So this is a new company, about a year old. Are you get, Are you bringing some revenue in now?
4: Uh. Yeah. So I mean, everything on the web platform is completely free, but we also do have an API where if you want to tie directly into the data feeds or maybe start building an automated trading strategy on top of them, um, through our API, you can pay a, like,
2: is is anyone, is anyone doing that?
4: Yeah. So right now we have about a hundred, uh, users on the API. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's a mix of individual investors, um, along with some hedge funds who have been interested in tying into these data feeds. And then we're also working on some enterprise partnerships. So for example, if like a, uh, you know, a trading platform or like a brokerage is interested in bringing this data to their own platform. Uh, our API allows them to do that.
2: That's good. <laughs> That's good. I'm giving you a kaching. All right, well, <laughs> dude, come back more often and let's uh, let's talk. Um, let's talk more. I think there may be offline. We can talk. and There might be something we can do with this. You know? Yeah. Sounds good absolutely so um thank you this is very cool stuff i like how you have it organized uh very good you're how old again uh 21 that's what i'm talking about you were doing this before you even had a drink of uh, had a drink of alcohol so <laughs> not um, quite maybe <laughs> <laughs> almost okay all right well guys splash the like for james from quiver awesome company cool alternative data Aaron Bree wrote a little thing, you know, we can talk about the history, I think them, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, awesome stuff. Check it out. Check the site out guys. Uh, and dot com. So thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me, Jason. Yep. Okay, guys, cool little platform for sure. Check that out. I gotta answer some of my trades. We're up a lot on Tesla today. I, you know, I have some calls. I have that one put that's down a lot today, but I have like six calls, so those are up a lot. And then I still own a lot of that stock, so that's it's going. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving Internet Enforcers a hard time um, about <laughs> his man crush, but I'm just kind of joking around. It's not with this guest, so just. Go go with it, guys. Here, I'll sh- uh, too bad Jason couldn't join us for the interview. Um, yeah, exactly. Internet of course, I don't we'll, we'll talk offline, sir. Right now, it's free. Jason West, the site is free. Um, so qu- Quaver uh, Quant, you can get the API and pay, but going to the site is free to check this out. You can look at flights. You can look at flight patterns. You know, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, if you type into YouTube Benzinga, B E N Z I. NGA, slam that like. Yeah, look, see, March 7th, um, some Costco representative took a plane somewhere. Um, and so that is something. So, yeah, I love it, guys. Everyone say Internet Enforcers Man Crush. That's what you got to say. All right, now I got to go show you my accounts, what I've been trading. Um, oh, I guess I guess I have a meeting with Zoltan at 1.30. I guess we're going to do it live on the show. Um, are we doing it? live on the show um hold on guys i'm sorry i'll play some music doing it live on the show all right let's let's talk about the markets let's get in the markets real hardcore right now let's close that window let's change the window here okay um okay okay here let's go um aaron Bree fell asleep guys by the way it's kind of funny he was working and he fell asleep so Oh, oh my god. I'm gosh. here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. Aaron Bree, my account is up the most I've ever seen it in one day. Oh my God. What what is moving big for you today? Tesla's up a hundred dollars. That's a big day for Tesla. A hundred dollars. So that means, you know, I'm up a lot of money. I you also and, have- you and you and Kathy are probably both happy today. I also I also have one put. So that one put that I have of Tesla is for my for my hedge is not I should go look at what that is doing. Oh Raz, is I, got some,
6: I got some news for you. Go. We're at uh four hundred and two likes. It might be time to pull up
2: the Domino's app. Jason uh Jason clo- <laughs> closing his OnlyFans. Okay, yeah, get, get the Domino's app. Use my credit card. Cha ching. Okay. Uh you know, um, Um, well, he, Zoltan said it's in the calendar, guys. So this guy, we're having a meeting like about what he's going to do here in the future at Benzinga, and he has a call with me at 1.30. He set up a, a Google Meet. Well, that's I fine. Should, we got, we
6: got Robert so, Roy coming on at twelve thirty. So, we can just or at one thirty. We can just hand it off to
2: him. So we should – no, but we should trick Zoltan to think we're doing it live on the – with everyone here. This is like his future here. It's like, you know, put a whole thing together, and I'm just going to tell him to come join us here. Oh, yeah, I'll order you guys pizza. Who wants pizza? I'll order pizza. Um, let's. I'm just writing, let's just do it here. Uh, go in the chat. Let me know when you have the chat open and you have that so guys when Zoltan gets in the chat everyone say Zoltan so what do you want to do at Benzinga? What like what's your future here? I'll tell you when he's in here. Okay, guys? Help Wait, me no, out on this one. Let's
6: just let's just tell him we're doing we have to do the meeting on StreamYard today for uh for a different reason and get him in the StreamYard.
2: I I don't like saying the name of the thing, but oh. okay. But sure, <laughs> that that's a good idea. But then I'm gonna have to give him a code, right? No, 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 not on not on the uh, platform that we're using right now. <laughs> no i thought you did okay okay maybe i don't all right so i can give my a link um link. all right i got to show the guys my account for today who wants pizza i get i'll get pizza for everyone wants pizza let's go all right so here's what i got today guys the markets are moving the markets are moving fast I and mean, you know what let me just show my freaking account like who cares how much dollars it is this is just like a sub uh account Eric casting keeps sending me ideas these guys just keep sending me ideas here here's here's this account ready i'll share with you guys you ready Oh my, All right.
6: my account's looking good too, Raz.
2: Well, yeah, your account, because you copy whatever I do.
6: I know. Why? <laughs> no, I have some I have some plays that I'm doing on my own. Right now I have calls on Scott's Miracle Grow. I love it.
2: How are they how are those going, Scott's? I like that one. That's a good play.
6: I bought them yesterday and they went down yesterday, but then today they're up a bunch. I'm up almost like twenty percent on the calls after they went down a bunch yesterday. So they're they're doing decent.
2: All right. Here we go. Here are my plays. Um all right. Okay. Um, Zoltan, are you here? Let's see if he's here. Um, are we you got, in the chat? We got Robert,
6: Robert Roy in the in the, in the chat. He so goes on at 1.30, right? Yeah. We got a couple minutes.
2: Yeah. I'll hand it off to you, to hand it to Robert. You got to hit my special guest uh, thing, okay? Got it. Yep. Um, hello? Hello? Um, so, okay. So, those are my holdings, guys. So, Tesla, look, 195% today. There's some of the calls. Upwork, obviously. I picked up some more shares at like 39 or 41, whatever it was. Um, I sold some stuff. I bought some more of this VISL. That is an Atlas uh, play. I, I don't know, but I bought more of it. I, I own some of it in another account. Uh, API was down to 52. So, I picked up another like 100 shares. Okay. Zoltan is, uh, um, let me see. Zoltan is in the. Ch- Do you see the chat? So he's here. Zoltan is here. So guys, interview Zoltan about what he wants to do here. Zoltan's in the chat. Okay. So I picked up some more API. BCRX, I didn't sell. It's a Viv favorite. I didn't sell it. Cureleaf, another cannabis one. I have not sold. There's Zoltan, guys. Zoltan Serrani. He's the one interviewing for position here at Benzinga. Hey, I bought MGNI yesterday why did i buy mg and i was that damn like i just i bought it um you guys told me about it someone told me about it yesterday i bought it yesterday do you guys know why i bought it i have no idea i sold mine Sego at 10 or 10 and a half that's just because um voyager um oh i did not know kpmh uh uh there's a 13 uh g5 Wait,
6: Luke, lucas we have we have biotech buzz today with with vivi we'll talk about it there later this afternoon Man.
2: Yeah, Zoltan. So, Zoltan, see the questions. They're 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 here to at, at Zoltan. Please answer the questions. Our our one thirty call got changed to right here. Zoltan, MG what, what I, do you
6: want oh, to do at Benzinga?
2: I like Dan P. He said it's like trade desk and that's what um Ripster gave. I bought um G, MG and I. Actually, I I wrote a note in Pro to re, to uh, log my notes here. Let's see. Yeah, did Zoltan, answer anything yet?
6: Well, we asked him what he what he thinks he can do at Benzinga, but he said he's been working here a year.
2: So should I bring him on live? How can I bring him into the thing live? I right sent him
6: I sent him the Streamyard on Slack. Or sorry, the the yeah link.
2: yeah 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 link. <laughs> Zoltan, come on, are you on? We have another guest that we have to go to in a second, Zoltan. So we gotta um get you on, Zoltan. Okay, look at this, guys. Oh, look at uh, Big Commerce is moving today. Hold on, I'm gonna go to my watch list. <laughs> I don't see Zoltan Robert Roy is waiting. he's probably getting mad at us, but be, he does not get mad. He's a nice guy. Um, hold on. I got to just do this one thing. I got to chair my watch list.
6: Oh, here's a and, good question. Zoltan explain a time when you have been faced with a time crunch and how did you
2: handle it? Okay. So here's my watch list and here's my notes. Um, see, I bought MG and I ENG where's MG and I right here.
6: ENG was a Jack Hurley oh you, you have it in your notes you have I it your bought notes. it
2: because Alex pitched Josh Brown shark t- me and Josh Brown host a clubhouse shark tank on Fridays and I bought mg I connected TV TV advertising yeah baby up 17% today I gotta send Josh Brown a, a text that's crazy 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 um that's hilarious that's great love it. All right. So Fridays at 3 p.m., we do this, this show, uh, Clubhouse. Um, up 17. Okay. So is Zoltan here or no? Did he answer any questions?
6: He said he can't join the StreamYard right now.
2: Mm. So you have to cancel our meeting?
6: I think he might send Chris Kache as a uh, replacement for the meeting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right, you want to go introduce the next guest? Do you know how to do it? Yep. Do you know how to like hit the the thing like special guest the the thing? Yep. Z- Zoltan says one moment. I don't know what you know.
6: Well, he's, let's uh, yeah, let's get ahead. It's it's one thirty now. Let's bring on our guest. Yeah, because if he's not here, we have a, a special guest. We're gonna play the intro. Let's roll it. Go ahead. Robert, how you doing? You're our, our special guest.
7: Hey, I'm doing great. And Yourself?
6: Good, good, good. Fantastic.
7: How's the how's market treating you guys today?
6: The market's good today. It's been a been a bounce, big bounce back day for for Nasdaq and the and the QQQ and all that after a couple of rough days.
7: Huge day. Yeah, and the Nas has been getting crushed the last little bit. Uh, we've had some nice little uh, nice little moves today. Bearish trades that I was in, uh, we're getting well. we'll we stopped out of one of them today for sure. But uh, the other one we're still holding on right now, but we only have one contract left in each of them, so we're okay on those.
6: Okay, okay. Are you all set up to uh, share your screen with us, Robert? I am. All I right,
7: let me- I put on the glasses, where I could see the computer.
6: Let me, I don't see so, the, uh, see it in the stream here. Let's, oh, there we go.
7: Yep, let me go ahead and do it.
6: Uh, let's see. There Should, we go. There it is, okay. There it is. Beautiful, and then I'm gonna have um, your link that you sent me pinned in the top of the chat. So anyone watching that wants to, uh, you know, see Robert's link, it'll be pinned in the top of the chat.
7: Perfect, perfect. So S&P 500 today, you know, huge bounce, huge bounce. Really nice move on the SPX. We broke above this blue zone here, or this this area of of strength or resistance as you look at it. But we got into that 3889 level, 3890 up to 3900. We're right in there now, just slightly above. I'd love to see it close above that 3900. Uh, We've got a nice bullish bias uh, overall on our moving averages. So the market itself is setting itself up perfectly. A couple of great trades. I've talked the last few times on here, guys. we talked about GameStop. I went ahead and did it last week. Uh, We brought in the $35 puts last week on gamestop uh for this week this expiration let's see go to gme uh the 35 dollars strike for this upcoming week uh, let's try that again there we go so you got the 35s and yeah you look at this so oh, my goodness how far away are we exactly we have tremendous protection on this what are we pulling in at last week? 24 cents. We got the $35 puts at 24 cents. Right now they're at two by three. That's a good thing for those of you that are unfamiliar. I sold the put. I didn't buy it. I sold it. So that means I'm expecting the stock to go higher or at least stay above 35 come this expiration Friday. And when you look at it, I needed very little cash in order to do so. And you pull in 24 cents. It's basically doing nothing. We have not broken $35 since the Reddit stuff happened with uh, G- GameStop and has driven it up. So it's been a really nice setup for us. I've traded this over and over again. I really would prefer to do the 20s, but we can't get any premium for it. So this is where we're at right now is the 35s. Um, if you're looking at next week, a little far away to do it, but if you're looking at next week's, just to give you an example, I'd still be looking at those 35s again. And right now we're at 29 by 32. So you can get 30, 31 cents right now is what you can take in in premium for just about two weeks of having to have an obligation on that trade. So nice setup so far, right? So that was GameStop. Next, today, I did IQ. Actually, let's do it here. Next, we did IQ. All right, let's see what that is. That's my trade station going off. Just an alarm I had triggered in there. Um, So IQ came on our, for our covered call list this week, covered calls and naked puts. Uh, I sold the put on it today. What do we do? 24 and a half put is what we did today. So we are protected all the way down here. We have got a ton of room that this can drop and we're still good. And the worst thing that that happens is instead of me buying at 26 and a half, someone can make me buy at 24 and a half and they paid me. Right, I'm not sure about you guys watching, but I would much rather have somebody pay me to place the trade than me having to pay for it. You guys agree? Put it in the chat if you do. Let me know. All right, so IQ number two. Right, great looking trade. But I really wanted to talk today about some of the longer term things we're doing. It, this year has been a very interesting year. We've had a lot of. We do two different types of trades: swing trades and day trades. All of them on options. And one very specific system, we follow the exact same set of rules every time. We take the trade. We're usually you know, buying calls and puts is all we do in that system. And we've been relegated to a lot of day trades this year, which isn't a bad thing, but I like the swing trades. Day trades are great. You're in. You're out. It's a quick hit. You're not carrying overnight, but you really miss those massive moves You know, to, to watch a – to take a Google trade in the day and to be up, you know, 12 grand is awesome. But had you had it for five or seven days, you could have been up 40 or 50 grand in that same trade, right? So the swing trades have started coming back a little bit as we shifted over and the market had consistently started going to the bearish side, right? Let's see. And you look at, we go back to SPX. Let's get a little closer view. As we had this overall bearishness kicking in, Perfect. Right. Life was good inside of there. Now we're starting to shift right in here, but we still have, I've got two open positions right now. Let's do this first. Got two open positions. And guys, we scale out of our positions in this system. We don't take these trades and take a singular entry or a singular exit rather. So on Apple, we took a bearish trade on March 3rd. Stock price was 124. We did four contracts. We're D for bearish, right? Here was our first exit, was on 3.5. We got out of two of our four contracts at 120 and a half. And we got out of two more on 120, uh, one more on 120 and a half as well. So we're at 8.19 is our total profit on that one to date, right? And PANW was our second one. And I'll share the charts with these you, with you guys in a moment. But PANW, we took our two exits. We got in at 353, and these are bearish, right? So we want the stock to go down. Yes, you can make a lot of money when the stock stock goes down. We took our first exit when we hit 347. We took our second exit when the stock hit 338. So we're up about $2,100 this, uh, right now on these two open positions that we have. We've added a few others yet, uh, which I will be going over tonight with my group as I go through the analysis on these. But right now, for year to date, we're up $306,000 on this system that we trade. Same 20 stocks, we do it over and over and over again, every single week. Twice a week I go through and I do the analysis for it with a video, um, and here's every trade we've done. I mean, they're all here. You can see January, February, March, they're all there. We've got a fairly high uh, win rate on them, but there are some ones that go against us, and there are a lot of day trades in here. A lot of intraday trades in and out, right, on the positions. But if we look, if we go back and look at Apple, we took a bearish trade on the fourth. All right, where was that? Right here. All right, uh, was it fourth? Let me see. Let's make sure it was 3-3. My bad. 3-3, which was right here. We took the bearish trade off of that moving average fail. We pushed down retest fail, and there was our first Exits. I mean, it's been wonderful. Great overall moves, right? And PANW has not been any different. PANW, we are probably going to get stopped out of our last contract today, but we got in on the third. We took one exit here. We took one exit here and we should get stopped out. I'm thinking today will be our last contract. We'll get taken out. Still at a better price than we entered the position at. Overall, the system has worked extremely well. All right. A lot of great moves for us um in there so and then there's a couple of them for you guys that are looking what are we looking at next rob what what else right where do we go from here well you got amgen i'm looking at recoveries now excuse me looking at recoveries let's go back to a little bigger picture here okay we had this nice pull down this nice bearish move Right, we've failed and came back up. We had a nice play today, a nice move today up. I'm looking for us to get back above this blue line, which puts us up above 231. Give me above that blue line, and and there's an opportunity up to. So that's 231 to 236, about five points. Will you hit an intraday? It could. It can move five dollars a day. It's it's that's its average right now, right? But my home run one is Google. G-O-O-G-L. Right. Now I don't trade Goog, I trade Google. Right. And it's just the way the A and the B share is working or whatever other share it is. But right now we're in a bullish bias. We're above our moving averages. All I need the stock to do is get above that 3063. And we're looking at 3145, about a 70, 80 point, whatever the number is, it's too late in the day to start doing math my brain's already fried whatever you got from three from 063 to 145 it's about 85 points right there's a nice opportunity and it's not like we can't do it we've been there within the last month it is very doable right so how's that one for you still here jason
6: Uh, I'm here. Producer Aaron's with you. I think Raz is dealing dealing with some serious business right now.
7: Ah, I got it. He's managing his
6: trades. Yes, sir.
7: (laughs) Completely understand. We're looking at, at Google right now, right? Yeah, this is on Google right now. Yep. This is on Google. Great, great candidate if we can close above the 2063 level. That's the key. Don't get sucked in until you get that close above 2063. What if we miss it? then you'll get another trade another time. Don't chase it, don't go after it, don't get crazy on it. You can do this, right? You don't have to chase stocks to be a successful trader. You can do it without going nuts with doing things like that, All right? Um, so Aaron, you know, we talked earlier a little bit, and guys, the, the system that I teach is pretty straightforward, right? It, it, takes a, it takes a little bit of work digging into it, and that's the link that Aaron put into the chat. Uh, special for you guys, you're going to have to find it because it's not listed on our page. And what you're going to do is go to that link and you scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see quarterly subscription. We're not listing it on, on the the referral page And I'm giving you guys. You have to click on that link and inside of there is a two-week trial into the system that I just showed you that we're up over $300,000 uh, this year in the, uh, the SIM account that we're using on it. So if you're interested in learning exactly what I do, there's hours of training inside of that portal. That you can get access to and it's all free for two weeks. Right. So take advantage of it. If if you like it, great. If you really want to be an options trader, guys, this is what you want to do. You want to get in there and learn how this stuff works inside and out. Right. And come this Friday, right? It's this Friday, Aaron. Two, let me make sure. Yep. This Friday, two to two thirty, I'll be doing an option show on Benzanga for Benzanga starting this Friday. It'll be an every Friday deal. So make sure you guys check that one out.
6: Yeah, I'm excited for that. And I know I'm going to go, I'm going to sign up for that link because I, you know, I do trade some options as far as like from a very rudimentary standpoint, like I'll buy some calls and buy some puts, but I really don't feel like I have a great understanding of how the different spreads and I guess different option strategies work. So I want to learn more how to deploy those.
7: Yeah. Options are a great system. I mean, I I listen to you guys. I I watch Jason and Luke talk and some of the positions they have. And I know Luke does uh, and Jason some options there. But there are some real key things that I'm going to be teaching in the Friday show to really get a good understanding of how to take advantage of these things. And we're going to try to keep it simple. We're not going to do these crazy seven leg delta neutral strategies to try to make four cents. Right? We're going to do strategies that have a high probability, a high reliability, and high repeatability.
6: Got it. I see some someone in the in the chat was asking for the link. It's pinned in the top of the link or the top of the chat. It Correct. It says Re- Robert's power option plays. Just click that link, and as Robert was saying, you scroll all the way down uh, to get that special deal.
7: Yeah, take advantage of it, guys. It's uh, We don't offer it all the time, so because I was coming on today, I figured we would go ahead and throw that out there. Listen, if you like what you see, awesome. Then you stick with it. If you don't, you got two weeks of education of really quality stuff of what we do and start to learn two really good trading systems, intraday and swing trades.
6: Beautiful. I love it. Awesome. Well, do you have any more tickers you, you, you're kind of looking at today or walk us through? Do you have time to do that?
7: Yeah. I mean, I, I've always got plenty of tickers. <laughs> I mean, there's always plenty of stocks uh, to look at here. One of the services we offer, we talked about this once before is some of the covered type position stuff that we do. Right. And some of these have already made their moves, right? So you've got Alcoa in here, right? They already came back down to the moving average today in bounce. It was a great opportunity on Alcoa today. Watch it for the eight. See if we can get a pullback in there. It's a 29, $30 stock. And on Alcoa, I think we were getting about three and a half percent for the month of set it and forget it, walk away, right? Uh, Let's see, Ford. I know Luke has got a bunch of Ford, right? We talked about this when I came on last week, last Monday, uh, which was the, the, what was that, the first? Right here, so right there, I talked about it for a covered call in there. If you did the trade there at, you know, 12 bucks, right, look where you are now. You know, you got 1262, you rented it out. Someone's got the right to take it from you. If you're not in, look for the pullback to the eight and the bounce, right? There's, guys, there's always trades to be done. You know what it takes? It takes a little bit of time, a little bit of work to do the calculations to figure it out. Is this the right one and why? But you need a system, right? And that's the biggest problem I see with our own students, which students have been doing this for years that they're very haphazard with it and they're not focusing on the right entries, the right management techniques. Now, I want you to write something down. It's, It's four words, okay? Number one is identify. Write it down, identify. Number two, enter. Number three, manage. And number four, exit. Four simplest words in the world to think of or talk about. But the most complex thing you'll ever do is build a system that is successful around those four pieces. Some have part of it, some have a different part. Very few have been able to put them together where they're able to do it successfully. And that is, we call it strategy creation system, SCS. It's a systematic approach to identify, enter, manage, exit, all with a series of rules. Everything we do has a series of rules to it. You should not be trading without it. McDonald's would never open a business without a business plan. You guys shouldn't do trading without a business plan either. All right. What are you thinking, Aaron?
6: Oh, sorry. I wasn't on the stream. I'm thinking that, I mean, right, I got to take this Ford thing out. We're not looking at Ford anymore. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to learn, I guess, some of these, because like I said, I only have experience buying the put contracts or buying the, the call contracts um, outright. No experience, you know, like lending out shares or, Doing an option spread or anything like that. Yeah.
7: So we'll get into that on the Friday show. We'll get into how that works, but I really want you to look at it as you're renting out your stock. That's really what it is.
6: You're so started- you would do that if you are pretty confident that a stock's going up and that you wouldn't mind owning that stock? Or, or when would you do that?
7: So if you own the stock and you're looking to catch some, collect some premium on it, then you could potentially rent that stock out. If it was a stock that you said might, You know, I've owned it for 30 years. I've got massive capital gains. Should I rent it out? No, (laughs) because it could get taken away from you. That's not what you want to do this with, right? So if I'm looking at IQ as an example, right, as one of the stocks, I I have zero issues. We did the naked put on this. We did the 24 and a half, but we would be selling probably the 27, right, dollar strike on it. So if we bought the stock at 26 and a half, we go to IQ, If we bought the stock at 26 and a half, we would give someone the right to buy it away from us at 27. For that right, they would pay us 45 cents. So let's make it easy math. You bought it at 26 and a half, and they're paying you 50 cents. So someone's going to pay you 50 cents while the stock is trading at 26 and a half so they can take it away from you when it's at 27. Okay. I mean, how bad of a deal is that? What is that, 4%? 3%? 4%? 50, uh, something less than that, maybe 2% on that. And that's for a week. That's actually for three and a half days. We're at Tuesday, right? So it, it, you're doing this, and with stocks that are either A, are in a small trending up, or B, they're in a sideways move. It could be C, you've owned them, and now they're kind of rolling over and going down a little bit. Another opportunity to do it as well.
6: Got it. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people kind of want to learn how to use options as, as sort of how to to hedge their existing positions. For for instance, in the last couple of weeks, we saw a lot of people that took like 20% hits to their account and stuff. And if you have some of these different option strategies ready to go in your account, then you can kind of minimize that loss. Is that correct?
7: Correct. So uh, we teach a strategy. I teach strategy in our highest level group of how to manage their long-term positions instead of mutual funds, how to use SPY with, protection and insurance policy in case it goes down and a way of running your stock out at the same time. And if you look what happened when the markets came in and have crashed over and over again, 2008 in the last year, uh, I have students that are when the market's going down, they're up eight and 10 and 12%. And I have others that when we saw the massive corrections, they're only down three or five or 8% in their portfolio compared to the massive bloodletting we had in the S&P. So there are ways of using options for income. There are ways of using options for hedging. If the market goes down, there are ways of using them for long-term growth. I mean, how about this? Never again do I want you to buy a car, Aaron. I want you to take the down payment for the car. I want you to put it into an account. I want you to do a strategy called a credit spread. And that strategy will, you know, potentially generate you an income month after month that you just pay the car bill off every month with what you make in the credit spreads. And you're only going to do it on one one symbol. That's it. I'm only going to let you do it on one symbol. Won't we'll even let you choose which one it is. I'll tell you which one it is. It's on the Russell two thousand. The RUT, RUT. All
6: right. I, I like it. I'm actually in the market for a new car right now. So instead of buying the car outright, you're saying I just pay it monthly, but use the money I'm generating from from my option spread to pay that monthly car bill.
7: Right. From potentially from that that trade exactly. And it's just it's one trade. It's a set it and forget it. Walk away
6: got so it. it is. And that's your like proprietary system that you have set up or is
7: it's not the rules behind it are proprietary to me but it's not a system that I created it's basically an iron condor is what it's called but it's not proprietary to me. Uh, I can tell you if you follow my rules in in on average you'll make about 40% a year on average with it.
6: Um yeah, so I guess so like I said, like I don't know. I, I have experience just trading options or just trading the puts and the calls and stuff, but I so the iron condor, that strategy, that's basically is that something you would want to use if you're not expecting the stock to move a lot?
7: Well, so if you if you're expecting the market to make drastic moves one way or another, you would back off of that strategy. And
6: Correct. that's when you would maybe employ more of like they call it a straddle strategy.
7: Well, if I think the market's moving a lot in one direction, I'm just going to buy a call or buy a put. I'm just going to take that pure directional trade because that's where the biggest bang for my buck is.
6: But but what don't some people say so say that they see like an increase in volatility and maybe they they buy puts and calls on both sides saying either if the stock moves a bunch either way they can make money that way.
7: Correct, either a straddle or a strangle, depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish. But yes, you could you could do exactly that. It's But it's a matter of understanding the value of the options that you're not getting ripped off. If you're buying into the wrong options, if your options are too expensive and you don't realize it, right? Because market makers price those options out where you think, yeah, this is the right trade and, and the options pricing is off. And all of a sudden the event happens, the earnings come out, the news comes out, whatever it is. Uh, the Fed is not raising rates. They're raising rates. Whatever happens, and that stock stays right where it is, but all of a sudden the volatility of the options shrink. And where you you had an option you paid twelve dollars for, and the stock has done nothing, that twelve dollar option is now worth six bucks or four bucks, and nothing happened. It's called a volatility crush. So, Got it. Uh, if I think we're moving in a direction, I'm going to stay away from the iron condor, and I'm going to just do a directional trade, which means buy a call, buy a put, pick a direction, use the strategy creation system, identify enter, manage, exit, follow the rules, and if the trade goes against you, yes, you'll have trades go against you. We This year, I think we've got about a 77% win rate on our trades. Got so it. 23% of the time, stock won, the trades went against us. That's okay. I'm fine with that.
6: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think as, as someone who's kind of newer in option trading, like just learning those different strategies and how they how how they have practical uses. And I mean, like the way you explain it with the car, that's just it makes it so practical that it's 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 something that I I find so interesting because basically every big investment firm and hedge fund uses options, right? Sure. So. so- it, my, my thought on that is just if 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 someone managing a billion dollars is using options to kind of like hedge your portfolio or generate more cash, whatever it is, then why wouldn't you know smaller traders want to use them too which I think that's that's kind of the purpose of this, right?
7: Exactly. Aaron, let me ask you a question. you're familiar with the company Dell right D-E-L-L, Dell
6: Yeah, they make computers right and no, I'm just kidding yeah, no, I know no.
7: yeah you're right that they, and that's what everybody will tell you that they manufacture computers. Well, if you look, there was a, I think it was a Wall Street Journal article a few years back, Wall Street Journal article, one year, Dell made $3.1 billion selling computers. They made three point seven or $3.8 billion, I don't remember the exact numbers, selling options against their own stock. So what does Dell do? They trade the market. They do computers as a hobby.
6: Really? So right now, Dell generates more from, tra- from trading options than from- They did in that company. one year.
7: I don't know what they still do, but you hear things like share buybacks- Right? Why would right. they not be writing covered calls against their own positions? Why would they not be hedging their own positions? And, and you get into a whole different set of rules when it comes to insider trading when you start talking about options too. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. but so the what, point being is, big companies use options all the time in their trades, in, in their man- in their management.
6: Got it. So, so when, when sometimes when you see like some of those big inside trades, like someone. You know, it says like Michael Burry buys $30 million worth of calls on Citibank. Are they talking about the the notional value of those calls? So,
7: uh, no, they would be talking about what they invested in the trade.
6: So those, that $30 million investment could potentially be worth 100 times that if they exercise those options. Correct. Correct. Got it.
7: And a big part of it is that, remember, all these big shots, all these executives, I don't want big shots, to the wrong word. All these executives have shares. That's part of their package usually, right? Because if, if they get shares as part of their compensation and they can grow the company, they would have a much greater value, right? Well, when they are at the point of, do I sell my positions? Do I, you know, when they get out of the holding periods, right? If they don't, any, if they're not obligated any longer, that's when you'll start to see a lot of calls being sold against their own positions. If they really think that it's a good deal, instead of just taking the profit on it, why not rent it out every week, every month? Right. And just pick up, you know, if for someone like that, if you're dealing with a couple of million shares and you pick up, Oh, I don't know 1% a month, you're looking at 12% a year on top of the growth of your position. Right? I'm looking for three to 5% a month on my covered calls. That's a minimum for me.
6: Because let's see, if you get three to five, let's go on the conservative side. If you get 3% a month, that'd be 36% over the year. That's pretty strong, right? Correct.
7: And that means rule of 72 says I can double the account in two years.
6: In two years, right. Because that rule says if you get 7% a year, it's in 10 years, you'll double your account or vice versa. If you get 10% a year, you'll double your account in seven years. Correct. Yeah.
7: Correct. And, that's, and it's, it is uh, dollar cost, not dollar cost, sorry. Um, I lost the words there. It's compound interest. It's, that's what it is. It's a compounding effect. That's why you're getting that increase. You just keep reinvesting the principal and the profit. And that 72%, when you average it out 36 and 36, it becomes 100% after the, that two year period of time. Got it. You're really bad and it took you four years to double your account. Or you're really, really bad and it took eight. And I'm, I'm not saying anybody will or will not double the account. Just trying to set the the table here of this is what options can do. I can use a lot less money. I can take smaller risks and I can trade the companies like Amazon when someone looks at this and says, okay, it's a $3,000 share. I'll take two. You, know? you can go out and buy options on Amazon for very inexpensive comparative to the stock price
6: yeah i mean that that's another thing that's fascinating is that you can spend you know three hundred dollars on an options contract for a stock that's three thousand dollars and well i don't know if you can get an option for that cheap on amazon but either way you know you can yeah it's a way to get in your door in the door with a company that maybe is a little bit too expensive so last thing we have like one more minute can you go go to the site and show show our chat what you're saying about scrolling down to the bottom of that link
7: sure let's see if i'm logged in uh, I am. So that link will take you, I don't have it open on this um, screen here. So that on this computer. So that link will take you actually, that's uh, right there, whoops. Oh, stop. <laughs> what in the world happened? Okay. So you go to that link, it'll take you to this page. Scroll down here, click here where it says quarterly subscription doesn't say anything about a two week trial. Scroll down to this and it'll take you into a form and you'll see it right in there
6: awesome beautiful all right well thank you for joining us today and then like you mentioned we'll we'll see you again on friday at what is that 3 p.m eastern
7: uh let me just check i wrote it down purposely so I don't forget it's 2 to 2 30 we're doing it
6: 2 to 2 30 on friday we will see you then um all right coming up next we have a a crypto show but um yeah thanks sam yeah no problem We'll, we'll i'll talk to you in a couple of days robert All right, y'all. I'm going to have to end this stream. We got our crypto show coming up, so please stay tuned for that. We'll be talking some cryptos, NFTs, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your